Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 33 of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Liam. We got Paul here, and we got Chad with us. How are we doing this week, boys? How's it going, Chad? I'm doing great. Better than I ever have been. I think I'm in Hawaii, so no complaints <laughs> here. Excited to get and talk to you guys on those 3 p.m. where you are, and it's 9 a.m. where I am. Man, so, one thing I will say, I don't know how the fuck people out here watch sports, because like a game that's that's like a 4 p.m. start on the East Coast starts at like 10 here. I don't understand, like, I don't get it because it's, yeah. If Hawaii ever had a pro sports team, it would mess everything up. So I understand why they don't have a pro sports team. Well, I mean, it was like the KHL with the with the teams in China and playing in Moscow. Yeah, the, one, yeah, the, the 12-hour flights to games. Well, the 12-hour like, time difference. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's super fun out here. We can get more into it, I'm sure, but. We'll send it over to Paul, and I've been watching hockey. It's been kind of hard because we're, we're a few hours ahead, and especially because most of the hockey takes place on the East Coast. But, behind. Uh, yeah, 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 we're behind. But uh, ahead, ahead would be England and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's been fun. It's been fun. I'm glad to talk to you guys, though. Yeah. How you doing, Paul? How's it going this week? Pretty good. Been watching hockey, like Chad said, but unfortunately I don't have the weather that he has. Yeah, I usually, I usually brag about weather. Now I can really brag about weather. So, you know, you guys and scenery, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys can't see it, but if you look outside, it just looks like Hawaii. You can see all of the, <laughs> the greenery and the shrubs. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, right now it's nine fifteen a.m. and it's seventy-seven degrees. So. It's crazy. One thing I don't know, though, and maybe it's different. Like, So what I've realized over time is that California weather and where I live is just different than everywhere else. I used to think that everywhere else was different, but it's really just where I live. Um, but here, what kind of blows my mind is the high during the day will be like 83, and it'll only drop to like 76 at night. So it'll stay hot the whole day, all the time, and it'll just go back from like 76 to 81. The and reason tonight, it'll drop down to like 72. Yeah, it's humidity. No, but it's I, I'll explain like, this to you. I'll explain this to you. Yeah. So the reason is, is California and Arizona and those places are desert. Mm-hmm. So the, the ground is like really sandy or, or the rock and all that stuff doesn't actually absorb the heat. So, and, but, it, but it reflects off the ground. So like you, you get really hot days and cold nights or what feels colder because of the temperature difference. It's the same thing where I am right now uh, because we're mm-hmm. technically a desert area. So it gets really, really hot in the day. So like it'll be in Canadian. I'm not sure what it would be in uh, American, but 40 degrees in, like in the summer, 40 degrees mm-hmm. in the day, and then 20 at night, which is still warm. But that 20 degree difference is insane. So you feel really mm-hmm. cold. Yeah. Yeah. So whereas, whereas, because you're in Hawaii, mm-hmm. you're on islands, water will actually retain the heat because it's really warm yeah. water because you're in the Pacific Ocean, and that's why it's warmer. And, and it rains volcanoes. every day which yeah. is also a thing. It's rained every day I've been here. It, it only rains for like 30 minutes, but it rains every day, which, I mean, it's rained more than I've been here than in the last three years in California. So <laughs> it, it really it really puts into, puts into perspective that California is in a drought. So yeah. um, it's great, though. One of my best friends got married. It was at this ridiculous house that I sent you guys. It was in Charlie's Angels. It's been in Hawaii Five O. It's been in, um, what's the, the old show? Magnum P.I.? Yeah, it's, it's been in everything. So um, it's awesome to see Anthony's name, gorgeous wife. I was just excited to see it all. It went really well. 
Um, now I'm here for a few more days. I fly back on Wednesday. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to talk a little bit and go into the, the east side of the island today because right now I'm kind of outside of Waikiki trying to avoid tourism even though I'm a tourist because it is insane and I was talking to you guys about this but I live in a pretty touristy area Santa Cruz that's our biggest our biggest industry is tourism we have the boardwalk we have all the surfing stuff and our biggest industry by far is tourism and I've never seen anything like this this is crazy and to top it off, you're only six hours from the Asian countries too. And they usually have people traveling here and they can't travel right now. So it's only about 50% of the tourists that are usually here. And I mean, like an IHOP has a two hour wait for breakfast. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun though. I'm glad I'm here. Still have a few more days. We can get into some other stuff, but yeah, I'm in Hawaii. So I get to brag a little bit extra today. Yeah, I uh, before we get started too, I kind of want to go on a little rant about something that uh, I'll get your guys' opinions on the situation too. So, we had a venue booked. We booked it last year in June of last year uh, for our wedding, um, and basically what happened was we booked it, whatever, and then all of a sudden they call us the other day. Now, no, we wanted to pay. The, we asked them to pay the deposit last June. They're like, no, because of COVID, we don't want to take the deposit. I called twice a month, every month since June of last year, so June of twenty twenty say, hey, can I pay my deposit? And then, again, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden, this, well, last week they called. I think it was on Monday. They're like, hey, can you pay a deposit? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Pay my deposit. <clears throat> and then whenever we start talking, like, oh, yeah, and your guess is still many people. I'm like, well, no, because of the COVID situation, we're unsure. We're reducing our list to, to uh, 30 people. They're like, oh, okay, no problem, whatever. They take, they take the deposit. Two minutes later, the lady calls me back. She's like, oh, actually, I think I double booked you. And the reason why I double booked, I've actually booked it over you is because you didn't want to pay your deposit. Now, I have texts and emails with the lady of me asking to pay the deposit repetitively over and over and over and over again. And the fact that she came back and blamed us for not paying the deposit is the reason why she double booked us. But, she, but like, I have texts and everything proving that she, she actually was saying, no, I don't want it yet because of COVID. I don't want it yet. So... I don't know. For us, we felt very wrong. And then we're, we're very lucky that actually another venue in the village ended up taking us like whatever the question, because it is last minute. Like our, we our wedding is in August, right? Like it's really hard to find a venue last minute. So this other venue uh, take us, the one that actually that took us in, uh, the, the venue that saved the day for us, that saved our wedding. They're called Esprit Rafting uh, in Fort Lynch, Quebec. Um, so shout out to them for actually saving our wedding. And because we have, we have everything else booked for the day, right? So again, shout out to Esprit Rafting in Fort Lunch, Quebec. I'm going to give them a shout out because they're saving our wedding. But this other venue, I don't even want to give them any publicity because they're, 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 they're that appalling. Anyway, apparently I, I've heard from people that know them saying, oh, they're actually do, do this a lot of the time if they think they're going to make more money off somebody else and just cancel your, your venue. But the thing is right now, like in, in the provincial rules, like you, I don't think you can even have some uh, over 30 people anyway. So I don't know what they're, why they would do that. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's definitely shady, um, yeah. but it also like kind of within their rights in a weird way. Um, Wait, I, I, I get it is within their rights. I, I'm yeah. just more annoyed because like, you know, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. whenever, whenever you make a deal with somebody, you expect them to follow through with the deal they make. Yeah. Yeah, no, it uh, doesn't surprise me, but I'm glad that you guys figured it out, that you got a different place and that it works, but um yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, is it is it like a worse place that you're going, or are you happy about the, the change? It's, or 
it's actually, you know what? Like looking at it now, this new venue, it's a lot nicer, like mm-hmm. uh, location wise. Like it's it's on the water, you get a nicer yeah. view, everything like that. Um, our only concern really was that there was no physical building to have the wedding in. So it's going to be a, we're going from an indoor wedding to an outdoor wedding. Gotcha. Which logistically it, it can it can work fine, but we have to rely mm-hmm. a lot on weather. Um, so we ended up actually. We're gonna we're gonna buy tents because it's actually cheaper to buy tents than it is to rent tents. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, it's. But I get it. Well, yeah, we, yeah. we call a bunch of places to rent to rent our like the tents for the wedding. It they're quoting us around eighteen hundred dollars for the mm-hmm. for the wedding. Whereas to buy the tents with the same dimensions off a website, I'm not gonna say the website because I don't want them to sell out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, off of the website, they were like they were sitting around eight hundred dollars for the tents that we would need for the same dimensions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, we'll just buy them and sell them after on like a, on Facebook Marketplace or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's been a interesting week for all of us, as it seems. But um, yeah, do want to mention before we get into hockey talk, uh, you've heard us mention in weeks before that we were partnered with a network. That partnership is no more. We are no longer a part of Old City Sports. Um, it was a mutual, I mean, breakup. I guess is the word, dissolution, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, we wish nothing but the best for all of them. Hopefully, Old City Sports is successful. Hopefully, we continue to be successful. And, um, yeah, I just want to make sure everyone knows we wish nothing but the best for Jesse and the boys over there. And uh, Brent is actually not with us anymore either. So, you've Brent's only been on a few episodes. I think he was on three or four. Uh, he had his interview, and then I think he co-hosted a few. But um, he is not with us anymore either. So, it'll be myself, Chad, Liam, and Paul for the foreseeable future. Maybe we'll add a fourth guest or a fourth host. Yeah. Who knows? And then also, but, we, have, um, we have Josh doing all the behind the scenes stuff. He's our. And we got Josh going behind the scenes. So, it's, you know, we were with him for a little bit. We started with the Greater Philadelphia Sports Network and ended with Old City Sports. But yeah, it's uh, like I said, nothing but the best for those guys. You can go check them out on their socials if you would like. But um, yeah, we're just going to remain the Red Light Hockey Podcast. We're free agents again. Yes. So, and all, you know, also, I'd like to thank our Canadian listeners because, you know, know. We're, we're ninth in, uh, on Apple Podcast in Canada. So thank you, Canada, for loving us. Yeah, and also follow our social medias. I know yeah. that uh, there's a lot going on, but if you follow our social medias, you can tell us what you want to hear. You can tell us what you don't like, um, all that good stuff. You know, we want to talk a little bit more about our personal lives, get into what's going on before the hockey. Because, you know, of course, we know our hockey, but... You know, I stayed at a house that was in Charlie's Angels this week. I want to talk about that. So if you want to hear about it, let me know if you want to hear about it. You can follow us. It's just Red Light Hockey Podcast, I believe, on everything. Red Light Hockey yeah. Pod on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And same but, thing. On, uh, uh, on Twitter, it's like – we have a weird name. One second, I'll pull it up. Isn't it RL underscore yeah. Hockey Pod? Yeah. There you go. But, See, yeah. Paul's in the ball. Just, yep. Help us help us grow this. Help us keep getting more sponsors, more everything, so we can keep bringing you better content. Uh, and also, also, I do want to mention that my trip has been ruined because I had an interview with a team that I haven't gotten back, I haven't heard back from. And I shouldn't say ruined. That's a, that's a strong word. But uh, it was pretty funny. I had an interview, and it was on the East Coast. And they said, so what time can you do it? And I said, oh, anytime after 11 a.m. Eastern Standard is fine, which is 5 a.m. here thinking they would be like, okay, let's do one or two. The guy's like, all right, let's do 11. <laughs> so I had to wake up at 5 a.m. And uh, it was the day after the wedding. So not in the best, not in the best headspace. And uh, I had to interview. It went really well. So I'm waiting to hear back. Um, 
but yeah, it was funny because the whole time I was saying I wasn't going to be able to have fun until this interview happened because it would just be hanging over my head and I'm just that kind of person. And then the interview happened and now it's almost worse. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I played myself there, but, uh, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I got to the point, I got to the point of the vacation where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of ready to go home. And then I took a nap day and just kind of did nothing yesterday and took a day. Cause I'd been going 18 hour days the first few days I was here. And I took a day yesterday to kind of hang out, watch some hockey, watch some Netflix and just do nothing. And then now I'm ready to go do some more stuff today. I still have to see Pearl Harbor. I'm going to do that in the next couple of days. I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. The tours are ridiculously expensive. So I think I'm just going to go. I've seen the movie. I feel like I know everything you need to know. So I'm just going to go do that. But <laughs> but do you know what? which island Lilo and Stitch is based off of? Nope. <laughs> I did learn, though, there's an island that you can only go to. You can't even visit it. You can only go to if you're 100% native Hawaiian, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But um, also, the bananas out here are way better, which is something I wasn't ready for. I hate they're bananas. bananas. They're called sugar bananas. They're like th- like four inches long, three inches long, maybe. And it's literally like eating ice cream. It's crazy. I, I hate bananas. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, everyone in life has flaws. But no, um, they, like, bananas legit make me gag. I don't know. Like Ever yeah. since I was like a baby. <laughs> Really? No, I like. Yeah. I could have. I could eat seven bananas a day. I love bananas. If I don't eat bananas, I start cramping. You know, haven't you heard that interview with Nori Aoki, whoever that Japanese baseball player is? He was on the yeah. the uh, the Blue Jays, right? That was such a yeah. funny interview. The bananas, so I don't cramp. Great interview, yeah. but uh, also, yeah. Oh, I was keep going there. Sorry, with your bananas. No, I was gonna say we should get into hockey now. But what'd you have yes. to say? Oh, I was gonna say also another cool news. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but. I uh, got myself the new Xbox console. I got the Xbox X. Ooh, how is it? And I got, I love it. I got it by accident. How? So there's a military store. Uh, it's called Canix in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, I ordered it in September of last year. I, I pre-ordered it and like, Kate, we'll call you when it's here. I paid for it then. I just, I forgot. I, I completely forgot I ordered this in September. I got a call about a week ago and they're like, hey, is this uh, Liam? And last name. I'm like, yeah. And then, like, okay, come uh, come pick up your Xbox. I'm like, oh, uh, how much are you guys? They're like, oh, no, you paid for it in September. I'm like, oh, sweet. That's such so. a good – that's such a good <laughs> – That happened yeah. to me with, like, some merch I ordered from one of my favorite rappers where yeah. he's, like, a one-man show. I didn't get it for, like, four months, and then it just showed up on my door, and I'm like, what is this? And I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, a nice – it's a nice present. But, boys, we're we're at the end of the season. We are. I think I, almost yeah. everything set up. Of course, the North isn't just because of <laughs> formalities. We know the four teams, and we pretty much know the positions they're going to be in. We do know the positions they're going to be in. So, yeah. well, actually, especially Montreal for the Central, jump Winnipeg. But, um, but yeah, everything else, like we know what's going to happen. The Central is still kind of up in the air, right? No, yeah, Central's but... completely locked up. No well, matchups are set and everything. Really? Well, well, oh yeah, because Florida and Tampa are going to play each other, of course. We don't yeah. know who's going to have home ice. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, same with uh, the West. All the matchups are set, but we don't know if Co- – oh, no, they're not set yet. We don't know. Colorado and Minnesota are likely going to play, though, and we don't know which one's going to be home. Um, yeah, let's get into it. What division do we want to start with? There's a lot to let's, talk about. Let's start with Central. We'll save Central? Uh, the wild – we'll save the one with the most news for last, and that's the East. So I do, I do want to shout out my boy Austin Rodriguez. Working for the Nashville Predators, he uh, he had some great some great social media stuff last night about the Predators clinching. So happy for them. 
I do feel bad for Dallas. If this game, if this season was 82 games, Dallas makes the playoffs. No question in my mind, but um, it's tough. You can't make up for, can't make up for a tough start. You can't make up for missing the first month of the season. Yeah. And, uh, and missing and Tyler Sagan for a whole season. Also yeah. for the central, for the central, uh, I just like to shout out to Josh, our, uh, like I said, our behind the scenes guy, he does a lot of stuff for us behind the scenes. He's good at getting rumors and news. Uh, in our group chat, we nicknamed him Pierre Lebrun as a kind of a joke. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he, he compiled me a bunch of notes here for the Central, so it's a huge help for us. I do so want to shout out – the one guy I want to shout out is Joe Pavelski. He yeah. led the Stars in points this year. Pavs is under Joe Pavelski's up there. He's like, what, 36, 37? I want to yeah. say that might be a little old for him, but I'll look it up. But he's, he's yeah, old there for sure. 36, yeah. Yeah, so I want to say shout out to him. I mean, the I'm still okay with the Sharks not re-signing him. I want to make that abundantly clear. But um, yeah, good for him. I was happy by to seven see points happy to too. Him. Yeah, he had. A, I mean, he had 24 goals. That's that's yeah. that's good numbers. He's definitely a. He's never going to be the best American hockey player of all time, but he's up there. He's definitely solidifying himself at the top of that that list. So. And I really want to see – there's a couple guys I want to see get a cup, of course, if the Sharks don't, which is why everyone knows who I'm rooting for this postseason. But, um, yeah, we can get to that a little bit later. But, yeah, the this division, man, and we also got a, really locked it up. Also, I did a great solo interview this week with, uh, with a girl. Her name's Kaylee Amelia. She's, uh, she's, she's a Flames fan. She does, she does TikTok Sweet. stuff. She's, uh, it was a really good interview. She, got, she really got down and explaining, like, the – the culture in Calgary, um, a certain type of beer actually that they drink at the at the Saddle Dome. It's uh, yeah, it's a good interview. So we'll plug that in there later. But that's a they gotta be, a bit later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But they have to be the biggest disappointment this year, one of yeah. at least. Oh yeah. So um, let's get started with the Central. Uh, da, da, da. so Carolina clinched this division title uh, by beating Stars five two. Or, sorry, by the Stars winning 5-2 against uh, Tampa Bay. So, they clinched mm-hmm. first spot in the Central. Um, Nashville clinched the last playoff spot by beating the Hurricanes 3-1. And Luke Coonan scored twice in that game. And Saros made 21 saves. Florida is going to host Tampa in the first round. That's set. That's locked in. So is Florida that, how is that, that locked in? They, they, they both have one game left. And... If Florida loses, Tampa would end with more wins. Right, but for points, I believe. Do they, they would end up tied. If Florida loses their next game, they still have 77. If Tampa wins, they have 77. Tampa has more regulation wins. They'll have more regular wins. Wouldn't that be the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker uh, is based on the row. Um, regulation overtime wins doesn't count shootouts. Yeah, regulation so overtime wins. Yeah, I mean yeah. they would still be ahead in that. I don't know. No, I well, yeah, that's, those that's, two are playing each other. Yeah. Anyway, I think Tampa has a bunch of overtime wins. Well, no, I, I'm looking at it right now. They're tied. No, they're tied in. Yeah, they're tied in wins, right? But then they like row, so regulation overtime wins. So row, they're they, tied. They both have 35. 36. So Tampa, Tampa wins 35. Okay. They both have 35 row. Okay. The regulation wins. Tampa has more. They have 29 instead of 25. So this is what I'm kind of confused about. 
because I don't understand the here. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Tie breaking procedure. It's weird. So point percentage. That's going to be one of them, but they're going to have uh, about the same amount of points, right? They yeah. Um, so if they win, they'll have the same amount of points. After that, greater number of games won. So row. Oh no. Yeah. So so excluding it would be regulation wins. So if it's it's if you go, so number one is points percentage. Whoever has the better points percentage. If you have the same yeah. points percentage, it goes to it goes to regulation wins, RW. And Tampa is smashing. They have 29 versus 25. So if also, Tampa wins and, and Florida loses, Tampa's gonna be home. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But also what's really happens. exciting is that these two teams will be the teams with the most fans in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a cool so, that'll be a cool and it'll be a fun series. Yeah. You know, the Florida teams don't I don't I mean they haven't played each other. I don't know if they ever have, but they definitely haven't yeah. in a while. So it'll be cool to see. Also be cool to see. I don't know if Spencer Knight's gonna get any play, but it would be fun to see him play. Um because Florida just seems to have like 17 goalies. And uh yeah, I mean, again with Florida, I didn't think that I thought they would fall off a cliff when I flat went down. Yeah. And they definitely proved me wrong, made me eat my words, and I'm happy about it. I always love when teams are right and I'm wrong because it means that a team's good and a fan base gets a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and also I uh, think I think a lot of it Florida too has to do with their coaching staff. Like like Quenville yeah. Quenville's been around, he knows how to win. Look at what he did in Chicago. So mm-hmm. um and then I mean the rest of the division, Columbus is bad, Detroit's bad, Chicago yeah, so kind of like actually, we said. I, I was gonna talk about that right now. Uh Detroit yeah. Detroit and Columbus seasons are over, obviously. Um, they each finished with 48 points, but Detroit actually finishes ahead because it has more wins than Columbus. So Columbus will have better lottery odds, mm-hmm. which is whatever. I mean, uh, Columbus and Don Tortorella mutually decided to, sep- to go separate ways. So Torch isn't resigning. Uh, he might actually sounds retire. like retirement for him. Yeah. Yeah. His How contract- old is he? Uh, I will tell you in 30 seconds. Yeah, I can't I can't get his age no, off the top of my head. Not John Travolta. John Tarella. He's honestly he's who who would have seen that Detroit has more wins than Columbus at the end of the season? Yeah, he's yeah, 62 years he's 62 years old. Yeah, that trade ended up being bad for both teams. Yeah. It, Dubois did okay, but he he wasn't the first liner that they wanted. But yeah, yeah I so, mean, and Domi still hasn't lived up to what he was supposed to be, especially yeah. there. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Chicago, I have a hard time with because they didn't have one of their stars. Well, they they were missing Taves the whole year. Who and they didn't have Kirk, yeah, Kirby Doc got hurt obviously before Canada yeah. lost in the World Juniors. So, you know, they had that as well. And then Dallas, they just could never get over the start. Yeah. Right. They just they played. I think I think at one point everyone had played like 15 games. And they played three. Last time. So, yeah. so fun fact for you: last time a team actually made the finals and then didn't make the playoffs the year following was Philadelphia. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. Wait, what like, year? They're always. Yeah. The Flyers. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2010. Whatever year they made it to the final against Chicago, lost. Oh, okay. like the last one because like since up, like but... 2010 flyers have been like uh, in the playoffs out of the playoffs in the playoffs out of the playoffs in the playoffs out of the playoffs was it 2012 i'm looking it up i got you but um 
but yeah, that, that's an interesting stat. I, again, though, if it was 82 games, they're making it. That's that's right. what my problem is. It's right. like, it's just, yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, it isn't, so <laughs> it is what it is, right? Or was it 2015? I think it, it? I think that was it. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a lockout year as well, actually. But, so, yeah. The Brinkat's on a six-game point streak with six goals and two assists for the Blackhawks. So that's pretty. That's a little sign of brightness for uh, Chicago. Um, what do you guys yeah. think they do with uh, Dylan Strome? There's talk that he, they may expose him in the expansion draft. Let's go look at this real quick here. I think he's an RFA. I believe. Yeah. He only has 15 so then, points. So with the with the expansion, if you take an RFA, is it do his rights stay the same or do you have exclusive rights or they have exclusive rights? Yeah, just like yeah. regular. Just like regular RFA. Like you yeah. can you can take a UFA as well because it's like it's like I think the expansion draft is what like uh, a week or two before the actual free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, uh Seattle has to take 20 players who are under contract for right next season and RFAs count as that since they have their rights anyways. Right. Mm. So UFAs are the only ones that don't, which I mean, they have to be 20, so they could gamble on like one UFA if they really want to, which I know a lot of teams are actually doing. They're not, they're not signing the UFA. So after the expansion draft, I know like Montreal is doing that with a lot of players, uh, like Tatar and Deno. That's their kind of plan with those two guys. At least that's what I've heard. Boston might try to do that with uh, Krejci and Hall. Yeah. Um, so now are you on the – we'll talk about that later. But, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, To answer we'll your about, question, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Dylan Strom right here. Actually, no, Dylan Strom's not even in RFA next year. He's uh, he's in oh, a contract next season. Yes, he is. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it right now. He has uh, one year at $3 million left. So, I mean, if they expose him, I guess maybe for a cap dump? It's not enough for a cap, cap dump, is it? I mean, $3 million, I guess, is, but – I mean, he's still young though. He's only twenty-four. Like, if anything, I I, I would expose Brett Conley. Well, yeah, Brett, Brett Conley for sure. You have to expose two players under contract, so yeah, he he'll be one of them for sure. Uh, Kubalik, would you expose him? No, no. Uh, Calvin Dehan. Uh. Yeah, probably, but he's a defenseman, so yeah. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into like this whole expansion draft thing next. Uh, probably after the season. Yeah, we'll do. That'll be one of our offseason things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what do we have here for goalies? Like, they have no really good goaltending. They have the kid that they really like, Kevin. Uh, like an. You say his name? Yeah, like Yeah. They really like him, but. Other than that, it's not really looking too good for them. Subban and Connor Dillia are backups, if I'm being nice. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, out of the central, we'll uh, talk about right now. Who do we think makes it out of the central? Tampa. Tampa? Mm-hmm. I'm going Carolina. Oh, also, speaking of Carolina, Rob Brendamore, he uh, signed an extension last night. Uh, yeah, I heard about this. So, yeah. did you hear about his clause um, as to what, what he wanted to extend? Yeah, he wanted everyone to get re-signed, like the trainers, yeah. the trainers, the equipment uh, guys, guy, water boys, assistant coaches, everything. He's like, I'm not re-signing unless – yeah, that's 
like he, he, I guess he knew like in Carolina you're not you're not going to get as much money, but he's like, you know what? I want to keep my guys. Did so, he actually resign? Because I heard that was just speculation because they were talking about the like two year anniversary that he did sign or something. No, no, he resigned. He got three years, one point a year. Okay. Good for yeah. him. He, yeah. If he was someone, he would have been the top, the top dog oh. in the free agent market this year oh, if he didn't man. resign. Teams teams would be firing coaches to hire him. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like even like before, like I was I was reading an article somebody posted on Facebook, like about how the Flyers would like fire their coach to, to bring him in and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know if, if he was, a, if he were a free agent as coaching, as far as coaching goes, easily getting like $6 million a year. Yeah. Easily. Like he's mm-hmm. a great coach. Speaking um, of coaches, why is Gerard Gallant still a free agent? Yeah. There's, there's gotta be something to that. He's been pretty successful. It, it, he got fired for no reason in Vegas. Reminds me and almost. Then, of Ted Nolan. I don't know. I mean, you want to talk about short end of the stick. I think Vegas was like two points out of first place when he yeah. hired him. And he, then they, they hired had lost, like his arch nemesis. He called him a clown in the media and they hired him. I think they had only lost two games up until that point or two games in a row. And then they're like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Maybe it was five, but it wasn't very many. And they fired him right after it. And I thought he would have been hired pretty quickly, but. Yeah, there's a few guys like that. I don't know. We could talk – all this offseason stuff we could talk about in the offseason. But, yeah, yeah, I think Tampa getting Kucherov back, I think I think they're the front runner. I also think I trust Vasilevsky a lot more than I trust any of the other goaltenders in this division. Um, I also think Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in this division because Ekblad's not playing. That's I'm forgetting someone major. And um, I think Tampa is just the best team. I think Tampa didn't have their best player all year. That's Four true. defensemen, and, uh, yeah. maybe Dougie Hamilton, but that's yeah, yeah. But I mean, Hedman won the Con Smythe last year, right? Uh, I'm almost positive yeah. he did because I want to bet on it. I think so. Let me let me make sure. But uh, but yeah, because I bet it him. Was... He was like 15 to one before the 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 final uh, series, and I was like, oh, I'm taking that. And then he ended up winning. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Victor Hedman. Yeah. Hedman won it last year. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm taking Tampa. I think Tampa Mm -hmm. is going to win. And then these guys play the winners of the East, right? No. Uh, So they just – no. Yeah. No. Yeah, they do. No. I just watched a video explaining all this. So after this round, it goes to, like, just points overall. Oh, the best plays worst? Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. No. That's I, don't I was watching a video about it. That's apparently how they're going to do it now. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, which I don't know if I I'm try to confirm that right now, but that's what I read last night from a video. Okay. So out of this division, I want to take Carolina, but I, like Chad said, I don't trust their goaltending. So probably Tampa. I would love to be able to pick Carolina though, but. From NHL.com. So the league will break from its wild card, card format. Top four teams from each division make from there. Top seed faces the fourth. Second seed faces the third. Winners face off in the second round. After yeah. that, the four remaining playoff teams will be reseeded and play from there. So yeah. that is how it's going to go. So, yeah, we've been saying it wrong the entire year, which changes which, things. Yeah. But I guess that's just, we'll see who makes it to where. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, we can't we can't talk about those matchups, but we can talk about the East if we want to. And uh, kind of yeah, hard to make a bracket else. for that playoff format. Yeah, but that's that's also how it it's also how it usually is. Right? Yeah. You it's it's usually way less um, less thought out than this. So yeah, the but the East has to be the best division, right, top to bottom. Uh, East. In terms of all the playoff teams, because you look at yeah, you yeah. look at the Central, Nashville's not up to snuff. You look at the West, St. Louis isn't up to snuff. You look at the North, Montreal has the goalie, but they're not really as good as the other three teams. The Islanders are just as good as any of these teams. So I think that's what I'm saying. It's like the four teams have the best. Because like yeah. Pittsburgh would rather play any of the other four seeds versus the Islanders. I think yeah. that's for sure. So um, Paul's our East Coast guy. So Paul, what do you got for the East? Uh, well, the I don't think the Capitals are going to get a, back above the the Penguins for first place. If they do, then Penguins will be happy about that because then they get to play the Bruins. This close, Unless, the, the the Penguins already got it. Oh, do they? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They they have yeah, more, okay, they they have have more row. Yeah, they have more row, which means that they would win. Start purposely just, losing games, scoring yeah. own goals. Oh, I don't want to play the freaking Islanders. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't blame them because Semyon Varmalov, his numbers this season are very underrated for where we thought he would be or where he was projected to be. You, you want to talk about Islanders. underrated too? Is is Jeff Carter the best pickup of the trade deadline now? Oh, probably. I mean, he's got to be, right? Yeah. I, you'd think so. And he no, was man. someone where we, we didn't Merrill. even really mention yeah. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even really mention him like we did but it was kind of a fleeting like oh yeah and jeff carter got traded we'll see if that does anything well, and i remember we could pull up we could pull up old clips and i remember i pretty much trashed the penguins i thought they yeah. had no shot i thought they would sneak in at a four spot maybe i mean i guess it's my fault for counting out Sidney crosby even without gino they've been doing yeah. this so yeah. Yeah. i That's... mean we talked about his four goal game of, yeah that was nuts oh. it's going to be about the same thing it's going to be how far can your goaltending take you? And uh, in this division, no goaltender really jumps out at me. I mean, Halak is Halak back? Uh, it's weird with him. I I don't. They say he's back, but he hasn't played. I don't believe. So he's like it, getting back up to team speed or, or game speed yeah. or something, probably. Didn't he have COVID? They. He was on COVID protocol. I don't know yeah. if he had it, but he so was on maybe, protocol. maybe that's what it is. Maybe like he had a because I know it affects your lung capacity and all that stuff. So maybe he's not able to fully do a game yet. So maybe also this kid that the Bruins have has been playing outstanding. Talking about the Bruins, uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Swayman, Swayman yeah. from Alaska. So like am... his, he's played. He said he started for nine games so far this year. He has seven wins, two losses, and two shutouts. And he's only allowed 13 goals in nine games. It's I, I I like I like him, but it's driving me crazy how in Bruins chat rooms and everything, they're like, you need to start swaying every game. Take Rask out. Halak is nothing. He's garbage. I meant by the way, I meant Rask, not Halak. Sorry, I got that crossed up. In my oh head. yeah, I was talking about Rask is Rask. Rask is playing. Yeah, he uh yeah. he's it was playing. Funny. For I was, sure. In my head, I was like, no, he wasn't on. What? And then I was like, okay, yeah, Rask is who I was asking about. So he's been playing again. Yeah, yeah he's been playing. So, he's been playing it. quite okay. decent too. This, but it's 
yeah. yeah, the Swayman thing is just driving me insane how Bruins fans love to hate Rask. And right when they see a somewhat viable replacement, they're like, get rid of Rask and get rid of Halak. And the Swayman kid, he got the ways in playing and everything like that. He almost reminds me of the year Tim Thomas brought the Bruins to the Cup. Not a yeah, bad, not a bad comparison. That kind of swagger. That that's what at least that's yeah. my vibes off of him. The swagger he, I will give you, yeah. He's been playing lights out for the Bruins. I mean, I if I'm the coach, I'm starting who's who who looks better. Whatever. You won last night. Here you go, kid. You get the net again. You lose the game, okay? Rask, you're in. Rask yeah. lose, okay? Swim and you're in. You know. Just, just go with whoever's hot. That's that's just this. Am I wrong to say that I think whoever comes out of this is losing in the conference finals to whoever they play? Well, depending. I don't even think it's depending. None of these teams. If you're if you're telling me pick five teams to win the cup, I might throw Pittsburgh in there, but I don't think I'm picking any of these other teams. Maybe the Bruins. I don't think I'm picking the Bruins. Like They're, the Bruins, like lately they've been just running. Like they've been playing really well. Like uh, if you're giving me five teams, I'm taking the top two in the West. I'm taking Carolina and Tampa, and I'm taking Toronto. And even yeah. after that, I don't think I'm taking a team from there. Like I, yeah. I no, I'd probably put Penguins. I'd probably put Penguins five, and I might, I might even flop out Carolina. I think Carolina are fraudulent. I think Carolina. If you're looking for an upset, I think Carolina is where you look. But um. That, but that's also, Carolina is good. Agree with that Carolina's good. Yeah, but they, it's it's the goaltending. It's they they just and again, I hope I hope they win the Stanley Cup. So I look like an idiot because that makes it more fun. But I just don't see I just don't see it with them. I, I yeah. think that they have unproven netminders. They're they're still kind of running a two man system, which has never worked. Like never worked like tandem every night, right? And I just don't see it. I just don't see it with them. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I just haven't watched enough Carolina, but I mean, yeah, we can, we can go through once, once everything's set, which should be our episode next week. I don't think playoffs are going to start by then. Are they? No, no. Right. Cause they have four no. days off, I think. So yeah. Cause they're waiting teams, on Vancouver you have to finish. With like, you have teams with two or three games left. Yeah. So they, we should have some time. They're going to be waiting for Vancouver to finish their games. Yeah. Well, but then once everyone's eliminated, I think they're going to be done. Once, once people are like, because right now, if it, I'm looking at, we could talk about it later, but I, I think Vancouver only, they can't lose anything. So if they lose one more game or Montreal wins one more game, it's clinched. Yeah. So if that's but the case, then I think it's over. The NHL still wants to keep it honest due to the uh, draft. Lottery. Draft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good point. By the so way, I, I, crazy idea. Heard... Go ahead. What I heard they might do with the whole Vancouver thing, um, they might actually reschedule like so the games they had against the teams that were in the playoffs, they might cancel those games, give the playoff teams time off, and just do like a Vancouver, Ottawa, Calgary, finish out those games. Nice. What so. I would love to see, I would love to see the bottom five teams in the league battle for the first overall pick. I hate the lottery. The lottery's so dumb. That would be unreal. I, I would love that. Yeah. It would be so cool to see say you have like the bottom, I don't know, four play in a winner take all. And then, you know, the team, if the, if you go, Oh, and two, you get the fourth pick. If you go yeah. one and one, you get, you know, the third pick. If you go two and one, you get the second pick. And if you go three and all, you get the first pick. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Well, 
at this point, let's kick it over to our interview with uh, Kaylee Amelia again. Awesome interview, lots of information. Um, and yeah, uh, give it a listen, folks. It's a good interview. And also, before the interview starts, I'd also like to sh- mention that uh, I am wrong in the interview. Sam Bennett was drafted fourth overall, not third overall. I'm an idiot. She also points it out, but I'm just, I know she's probably going to listen to this episode. So again, Kaylee, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I'm an idiot. Sam Bennett was fourth overall, and you are right. So anyway, without further ado, Kaylee Amelia. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome our next host to the Red Light Hockey Podcast. She's a TikToker. She has a lot more followers on TikTok than I do with my mere four followers on TikTok, but I also don't make any content on there. Her name is Kaylee Amelia. She's a huge Calgary Flames fan, so we got her on here to talk about Calgary um, and also her golf game. Maybe she can teach me how to play golf because apparently I'm terrible at it. Welcome to, the Red Light Ho- <laughs> Welcome to the Red Light Hockey Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, Liam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So yeah, first of all, um, thanks for coming on. We appreciate that. Um, and second of all, before we even get into the hockey stuff, how long have you been playing golf for? Cause like, I, I just saw your, your video you posted about like your swing and everything like that. And like, it makes my swing, well, I'm not very good, but it makes mine look terrible. Like I'm usually like a 20 <laughs> handicapped golfer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My grandparents put me in and I hated lessons when I was seven, eight and, um, I just, they kept consistently paying for lessons and taking me out golfing on the course when I was little. And uh, it was just kind of something that I did with my grandparents growing up. And I took a break uh, when I graduated for probably four or five years because I was forced into it. And then when I finally came back into it on my own terms, um, I've been, you know, four or five times a week ever since. So it's just, uh, it's just one of those hobbies that you pick up back again and it's, yeah, effortless. I guess I guess it is like riding a bike and you just kind of never forget it. Yeah, it's now, muscle memory for sure for me. Have you been able to go out much this year or is it are they closed in Alberta? I'm not too sure what the rules are out there. They are not closed in Alberta, uh, thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, so yeah, I've been out. They're just it's impossible to get a tea time right now in Calgary and about an hour around Calgary, it's, uh, you're trying to book five days in advance and you're lucky if you get a twilight, you know, tea time at five or 6 PM at night. So I've been out in Lethbridge. Actually, we drove down a couple times to go golfing in Lethbridge, which is about a two hour drive from Calgary. Um, yeah. (laughs) So I did get out in March, actually Lethbridge was about, yeah, it was like the first day that it was 20 degrees out here in Lethbridge only, not in Calgary. Um, Cause it's so different from Lethbridge to Calgary. The temperatures are just like night and day. Uh, Lethbridge is always so much hotter. It's like the desert down there. So we drove down and golfed the day in March. I think it was like March 16th. <laughs> it was the first day the golf courses were open down there. And then uh, yeah, drove back and I've golfed in Calgary, I think once since. So oh, wow. yeah. yeah. I remember and last it, time I was I, was, I, was, I remember last time I was out there, the one course that I remember was close to the Rockies. Uh, I forget the name of the town. It's like right outside of Calgary, but not in Calgary. Uh, Banff, so, maybe? Not Banff, because I know we couldn't afford to stay in Banff because the hotels are so expensive there. Yeah, they can be. I'm trying to think of the name of the town. But yeah, anyway, it was like right before we get into the Rockies, they had a really nice course there. 
It was like just just before you get into the actual Rockies. Yeah, could be Canmore, maybe. Could that's be, what it was. Canmore. Um, Canmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Canmore's gorgeous too. I so, haven't played it though. It's Silver Tip. Then you would have played probably. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was about four uh, years ago. It's a it's a beautiful yeah. course out there. Yeah, that's this year. I have a friend actually who knows. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go out there for a weekend or something. Yeah. On my and, list. <laughs> and now, kind of getting more to the hockey thing because yeah. we are a hockey podcast, obviously. Uh, you're you're a Flames fan. Um, obviously, this year hasn't been as much as I guess you guys would have hoped it would have been. But Calgary overall has been a pretty good team over the last few years. Um. As a Flames fan, what like would you describe the culture in Calgary like as far as the Flames and the fan base and all that and the sea of red? Oh, it's immense. Um, everyone I know is a Flames fan. And Red Mile, the Red Mile growing up was just you you waited until you were 18 to be able to celebrate on the Red Mile. Um, we have, you know, some of the loudest and I think craziest and most passionate fans uh, in the NHL league. I remember when I was growing up, like especially 2004, uh, 2005, I remember I wanted to go to the Saddle Dome so bad because I would watch them on uh, the TV and we would always do like sound uh, tests. So they would always get Harvey the Hound is our mascot, obviously, who terrifies me. Um, <laughs> but he would always... Uh, hold up uh what are those sound things like the decimal sound decimal like measurements yeah the you know what decimal I mean? readers yeah yeah okay that's that's the simplest term. yeah um and we would always during the playoffs it would go to like 110 and it was just like insane um but yeah especially I moved back so I was in Lethbridge for the last eight years up until 2017 2018 and I was not we didn't really go to hockey games um, in Lethbridge that often because it's a two hour drive, right? So when we did go, it was like a whole thing and we were super excited, but it was only like once every couple of months. And then when I moved back to Calgary, because I moved away to Lethbridge before I was 18. Um, so when I moved back, I was legal, obviously very legal and started being able to go to Flames games like every week. And then it became like an addiction, just being in the saddle dome and being able to, you know, go to the cheap seats or, you know, get a um, lower bowl ticket if you were thinking of splurging. Anyways, I moved back for the 2017-2018 run, uh, playoff run, and it was an insane season. Like we had what? We had Lindholm, Monaghan, and Gaudreau all get 100 points that year. Something insane. Or our top five, I think. It was, it was an, it was an insane. So that just, uh, that really cemented the addiction of living in Calgary and going to the Saddle Dome whenever you can. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Calgary has one of the better fan bases in the West. One of the best yeah. one in the West. I, 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 I rather a Calgary fan over a Toronto fan, but that's just a personal opinion. <laughs> I think that's a very, yeah, <laughs> that's a very common opinion. <laughs> um, I forget which series it was, but I remember the one, I think it was a road coach that ripped the, the hound's tongue out of his mouth or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> I don't remember. I re That brings back a memory, but I can't really remember exactly the premise of it. But yeah, I do remember that. He still has it, though. He has yeah. it sewn back. 
<laughs> I, I, I just know, like, I always see, like, on TSN every now and then, they always, like, show that highlight. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I think it was Patrick Wah who ripped it out. But I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he was coaching right. Colorado. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the, the 17 run was, was a wild run, obviously. Is there any moments from that year that you remember going to, like, any games and just being like, wow, this is unreal? Like, any specific crazy moments that happened at a game that you remember? Or is it I kind mean, of all I, like a... I was at the... I was at the game five for Colorado and uh, Flames, obviously, and it was obviously a really disappointing game. Um, but there's the atmosphere in the Saddle Dome is always insane. Uh, it's just, it's like an earthquake. It's the loudest, like, <laughs> it's just, even at the top, top, like we were, I think the third, because we got last minute tickets to go. Um, and even the nosebleeds in the Saddle Dome suck, but they're still pretty close to the ice. So you can't complain too much, but you can see the ceiling like falling apart when you're up there. Um, so <laughs> it's, the Saddle Dome has a special place in my heart and always will. Uh, I'm so sad that they're demolishing it. I wish they would keep it just for like history purposes. But anyways, we were in the um, Saddle Dome for game five, first round against Avalanche. And I just remember everyone, like the nosebleeds in the Saddle Dome is the most rowdiest place I've ever been. Like I would take, I would take the nosebleeds in a saddle dome over any bar, any concert. Like it's so loud. Everybody's so there to just boost everybody up and just be hyping up the flame. <laughs> and uh, Harvey the Hound comes up every once in a while. They're like throwing shit up as far as they can. And yeah, it's just every moment in the saddle dome is like that. I think like every moment I can think of, um, but I mean, the other one that comes to mind is being lower bowl, uh, third row. And my favorite rivalry between uh, Kachuk and the entire NHL league is Doughty. <laughs> so uh, we were we were third row, um, lower bowl, just by just behind uh, the Flames goal. And it was just after one of the Doughty Kachuk rivalries but it was in our home obviously it was home uh, ice and it was where Kachuk got like hit by Dowdy was right in front of us so he got fucking just nailed into our right in front of us um and they fought right in front of us and I was like this is amazing like this is my favorite thing of all time <laughs> so that's probably my that's my top that's my top moment for sure yeah yeah I think I remember that game because oh, one of their fights because I feel like they fought a bunch that season. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, have you ever been to any Battle, Battle of Alberta games and how are those? I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one that I can remember again was 20, I think it would have been 2018, 2019 season. Um, and they're impossible to get it. Like they sell out so fast too. So you're lucky to get a nosebleed uh, ticket for like, anywhere around a hundred bucks but we were we got actually like a little bit lower nosebleed so we were almost in the second bowl but not quite but like I said uh Saddle Dome is a pretty small arena even if you're in the top seats um so I went with a girlfriend who was an Oilers fan and she oh, was no. wearing a David jersey 
Oh no. <laughs> I'm wearing my Kentuck jersey. And we're sitting together. We're having a great time, right? We're having dome foams, which is again another my favorite thing about the saddle dome is the line. So the way they built this set, I'm just gonna go on a whole bunch of weird story tangents, but that's okay. Um, that's that's what we brought you on for. So good, good, because I love to talk <laughs> about the saddle dome. Um, so there's a myth about the saddle dome that the lines so the way they built the saddle dome is all of the beer rooms are in the basement and then the lines run all the way through the building which is like a lot of older arenas but they've changed that with all the new arenas because they found that there was like fermentation in the lines when it wasn't hockey season uh anyways so there's this myth that it's the fermentation in the beers that get you for lack of a better word, more fucked up. Um, <laughs> so they're called dome foams. Everyone in Calgary, if you ask them if they've had a dome foam, it's a staple. If you go to the saddle dome, you drink a dome foam. I have the superstition. If I don't, they will lose if I'm in the building. And I literally have proven it numerous times. Anyways. So, so, <laughs> so just for, for listeners who aren't from Calgary, what is a dome foam? So I always have to drink Budweiser because it's red. And okay. uh, so a dome foam is the myth that it's it's an extra like, or people sometimes call them like heroin beers. <laughs> oh, we're so classy here in Calgary. Anyways, <laughs> um, so the myth is, is the fermentation in the lines from them being so long in the building and sitting there when there's not a game gets everybody a little bit more drunk. Oh, okay. The reality is they use nitrogen it because the lines are so long. So the truth about this myth is it's actually nitrogen in our beers instead of carbon, uh, the like normal um, carbon that they use. Yeah. So it's nitrogen. So you get like a nitrogen beer with whatever on tap you're using. I always have to drink Budweiser or they'll, they'll lose. Um, but anyway, so we're drinking these dome foams, which is a staple. And we're in the top, um, we're in the nosebleeds and we won. I think we won six for that game. So I'm obviously screaming. Lisa, my, the girl beside me is just like, she wasn't, she's not as big of a hockey fan as I am, but she's just sitting there like super down, but like beaking me. And then there's Oilers fans behind us. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're in the nosebleeds. So it gets rowdy up there. So I, uh, I remember very clearly this girl like spilt her dome, her beer down my Jersey at like the end of the period. And I, I like turned around and I was just, and she was just like, mm, sorry. And I was just like, okay, you don't have to be so salty. And then she just started like screaming. And then me and Lisa both started screaming. And then uh, we almost got into a fight. So that's, uh, that is battle of Alberta. It's pretty common. You get, you get beers dumped on you in the nosebleeds. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> now, how far is Edmonton from Calgary? Sorry? How far is Edmonton from Calgary? Oh, um, it's about two, two and a half hours. Okay. So yeah. when there is a battle of Alberta game going on, do you find there is a lot of people from Edmonton that will drive up and then vice versa? Yes. So Edmonton's north. So... <laughs> Like, yeah, they'll drive down. I haven't been to the new arena. I haven't been to the Rogers arena. Um, 
we were going to do like a trip this year for a battle of Alberta, but obviously, or last year, sorry, actually 2020 for battle of Alberta. Um, but then obviously it never, it never happened. I think one of the last, last games of last season was a battle of Alberta and we were planning on going until everything got shut down. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, a lot of people just vice versa come down or go up for sure. Yeah. It's a game you want to be at the, the energy is off the charts. I'm in both arenas for sure. I know it's one of my favorite series to watch on TV. I just find the rivalry insane. Like, especially, especially like some of the characters that each team has, like with Cassian and Tachuk on, on both respective teams and how they'll start lipping at each other. Because Tachuk is one of those guys that can just get under your skin. Oh, for, for sure. And that's why <laughs> I love him. If he wasn't on my team, I would hate him too. Like, I don't like Marshawn at all. Um, but at the same time, like, he's our Marshawn. Like, right? He's, he's, our, uh, he's our agitator. And he does a yeah. good job. <laughs> his brother is no better in Ottawa he just his brother's on a bad team yeah yeah I mean but, is he still league scorer or I'm um, sorry I think he's still uh top scorer on Ottawa isn't he or has is somebody surpassed him by now I don't I think I think he is I, unless uh I think Shabbat was close to tying him the defenseman but oh, it's, yeah. bet- it's between him and Shabbat like I think uh Brady has the most goals and Shabbat has the most assists or something like that it's a pretty crazy kid line, though. <laughs> so yeah, but so yeah, but yeah, we brought you on the talk about Calgary, so we'll, we'll stick to the Calgary thing. Um, do you remember at all that fight with uh, Cassian to Chuck that whole thing with the train tracks, or stay off the tracks, or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that Cassian is a baby one because when I watch, when I watch him get hit, like it was. It was such a clean to me as a obviously Kachuk fan. It was a it was just a hit. Like it was just a regular hit, but it's Kachuk, right? So he gets under he's I'm sure he was saying other shit the whole game and then was like, you know, obviously going in for the hits. And Kachuk just lost his or sorry, uh Cassian just lost his mind. Like just full went absolute psycho. Anyways, that's my take on it. I I've never liked Cassian. I think that he's just a, his temper. He just never can control his temper. Yeah. He seems to have a lot of anger. (laughs) He seems to have a lot of anger issues. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and like to ragdoll somebody like that when they're, they're like, he's laughing, like not trying to fight back. That was that fight. He was literally just like, okay, old man, like chill the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else to another Tachuk thing. Um, this year against Toronto, there was that whole thing with the puck flip. Yeah, and Muzzin, wasn't it? Yeah, so I obviously on the media and then all over, all over the place, you see the Leafs fans' opinions. I didn't see anything from the Calgary fans' point of view. So, as a Calgary fan, fan <laughs> what are your thoughts on that whole situation? When Tachuk kind of lost his mind and like Tried to fight the whole Leafs team at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he takes so much shit from the league. Like, he's constantly yeah. that person that takes so much shit from the league. So, like, and, you know, they can't, our team, like, Luch can't stand up for him all the time, right? Gio right. can't stand up for him all the time. He has to fight his own fights, which he's been learning, right? He learned with Dowdy. He's, he learned with Cassian. Um, 
So I just think that that was him standing his ground. Like he probably, he had enough and it wasn't, it wasn't dirty. I don't think either at all. And then he yeah. was just like, of course, they're going to say that. Of course, they're going to say that because of, I mean, it was the same thing as Marshawn getting all of that. I mean, he did lick a player, so that's different. Um, but he's just one of those, he's just one of those players that like, it's always going to be seen at, from a dirty perspective from the other team. In yeah, my, in my opinion, I agree in that too. Especially like certain teams are like to cry a little more. <clears throat> Leafs Nation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was. I just wanted I wanted to hear kind of a, a Calgary point of view of it because like all you saw online was like all the Leafs fans complaining about it, being like, "Oh, he should be suspended for that or whatever." The whole Jack Campbell thing when he t- he fell on Jack Campbell in that weird angle. Yeah, and it wasn't like you can see him. He got pushed over by a Leaf player. But what, what I found, even, what I found funny about that was like he landed on Jack Campbell. Yeah. And then Jack Campbell got injured, but like it was a knee injury, and he landed on Campbell's head. Yeah, he <laughs> landed on Campbell's head, and then Kachuk tried not to move because yeah. as soon as he landed, everyone went ape shit and yeah. like freaked out and started pushing him into Jack Campbell. Like it's, yeah, it was just, and I loved, I loved Kachuk's response because he was literally just like, that's classic that they're saying that that's classic. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is always going to every hit that turns into something like that. Unfortunately, that's the way people are going to perceive his intentions. Right. Because he's that yeah. kind of player. And kind of continue moving on for this year. They obviously fired uh, Jeff Ward. Was this, I think, was it Jeff Ward or Joel Ward or anyway, Jeff Ward. Yeah. Jeff Ward? Um, yeah. and they hired Daryl Sutter. Yes. Again. Daddy Daryl. <laughs> how do you like, how do you like Daryl so far as a Flames fan? So I'm happy to have him back. Um, okay. I, I think he is, I think he has unfinished business. I have a lot of respect for the Sutter family. They're from Red Deer. Um, I, and you know, they're just like, there's one of, they're one of those hockey God families in Alberta. Um, he plays he doesn't Johnny doesn't play Daryl Sutter hockey so I do think that that's where we're seeing a lot of the struggle um and he came into a team that's really disconnected is making a lot of mistakes and I think that Daryl is taking them back to step one to rebuild the way that they need to be rebuilding so I think that Daryl is good for us in the long term I think right now we're struggling quite a bit because you know, he's forcing players, you know, that aren't necessarily the veterans, right? Like they're not Geo, they're not Backland that haven't played for a coach like that. Maybe um, he's forcing them to get nailed down the fundamentals before moving forward. Yeah. It wasn't his first, hockey, right? Like it's more yeah. hockey to them, but it's, that's the way Daryl wins cups. Right, and I, I like that kind of hockey too. I like that old grinded out defensive style hockey. Personally, yeah. that's my favorite. That's my favorite style of hockey to watch. But yeah, yeah. Wasn't his first practice in Calgary a, a bag skate or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I I'm happy to have Daryl back. I think that. I think he he's come into a really disconnected team, unfortunately, and I think that there's a lot of different habits from Peters and from Ward now I there's a lot of mistakes being made um 
but I think Daryl's the one to fix it for sure. And I agree on that. I think next year Calgary is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Um, Now with the Seattle draft coming up and all that stuff, there's a lot of rumors flying around that Gio Dano might be the guy that, uh, that might leave. What are your thoughts on that? And who do you actually hope goes to a Seattle? It's, I would not want to see Gio go because our next, in my mind, our next captain is Kachuk. Um, and he's not ready for that yet. So I don't, I would not want to see Gio gone. Um, also, Luch has kind of verbalized that he's not putting himself on the uh, no move list, basically. So it's interesting. I don't, I wouldn't like to see Gio gone. Um, there's so many of those players that just put in so many of the little things they do on the blue line that do lead the team to a successful game. So it's hard to say, I don't really want to see anyone leave. Um, other than I wouldn't mind seeing Johnny go, but I, I don't think we're, we're, he won't be lost to the expansion draft. No, I, I think if he goes, it'll be a trade or some sorts. Yeah, I think it's going to be on the offseason, and I think that that's, he's the number one on the chopping block, to be honest, him and Monaghan. You think Monaghan, too? I think Monaghan, too, yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. I, I saw some rumors that they might give Monaghan the C, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. But. I, he's, I wouldn't want that. No? No. I don't think that Monaghan has had some amazing seasons. Don't get me wrong um, with Johnny, but like with, he has one, he has one shot. (laughs) Yeah. He has one, he has one move really. And it's from, it's within that zone. And that's where all of his shots come from. And that's where they all go in. And I do think that Daryl is, again, working on that with Monaghan. Um, that would be interesting. It would be interesting to see Monaghan as a captain. I, my personal opinion, I think I would rather see Johnny or Monaghan go. Okay. Maybe like some kind of blockbuster deal at Philadelphia to get uh, some of their pieces in. Yeah. But that's just a rumor because I know forever do we keep saying johnny to philly johnny to philly because he's from there yeah and he wants to go back and he has one year left on his contract is he is he ufa or rfa do you know i don't know no and oh i guess yeah you guys brought over jacob markstrom from vancouver how has he been for you guys i think that markstrom's the type of goalie you build a franchise around okay Um, wow i i love Markstrom and it, he has been playing relatively the same as he was playing last year. It's just, he doesn't have the same type of team in front of him, the same type. And I mean, yeah, our, everything is a miss in front of Markstrom right now. We're making yeah. so many little mistakes and he's getting hung out to dry and they're mistakes that an NHL team shouldn't be making. So Unless you're Buffalo. Yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least we're not Buffalo, but <laughs> uh, oh, oof. that's a dumpster <laughs> fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do think that Markstrom is a caliber goalie that we haven't seen since Kippersoff, and I'm ecstatic to have him on our team. I think he's incredible. Wow. I mean, 
I guess yeah, that is a fair comparison. And I guess the Western teams don't get as much love as the teams out East just because of the time no. zones and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't honestly I haven't watched much of Calgary this year just because the games are all late. Yeah. But that's wow. That's a that's a comparison. So I know Kiprasov was a well, in my opinion, he's a Hall of Fame goalie. So, yeah. No, he, I honestly, yeah, I, we've been struck. I mean, we've been struggling to find a goalie since Kippersoff. Let's be honest. They've all been play stoppers. Um, yeah. Markstrom is not a play stopper. Definitely not. I think that he could take the team. Yeah. I think he's, he's phenomenal. Okay. Wow. He's who we build the team around. Wow. And kind of hopping a bit away from Calgary, but still in the hockey world. Uh, the playoffs coming up. Who do you think makes it out of the North? And who do you think wins the cup out of in, in the league this year? Okay. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot like that. No, don't. I People on tic, my TikTok lives do this all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty used to the question. Um, it's just my answer changes every day uh, or every game I watch, to be honest. I think that the Oilers have a, a great chance if they see the Smith consistently that we had in 2017, 2018, that took us to the playoffs and he continues to be consistent for them. I think they have a hell of a chance. Um, that being said, the Leafs might want it more. It's, it's whoever's more desperate out of those two, to be honest for me. Yeah. No yeah. love for Montreal or Winnipeg. Winnipeg is a serious contender. They are so deep. I am not a huge Jets fan, um, but they could they could surprise me and take it too. They have had a really good season. Not a lot of love for Montreal. I think they're making a lot of mistakes lately, and if they continue playing that way, they're not going to make it past the first round. As they just lost five to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm hoping they continue to lose <laughs> in oh. the next games against Toronto and Edmonton so that we can steal that playoff spot. But again, like at the same time, I, I don't know if I want to see this. I don't know if this Flames team deserves to be even in the fourth spot this year, the way we've, we started off strong and it's just been kind of a dumpster fire since. Um, so I'm not sure I would want to see the team that's currently having so many mistakes, turnovers, all of that be dominated in the first round. I think Calgary to make the playoffs, they need to go on like, they need to win every game they have left or something like that. They do, and Montreal still lose every game. Yeah. So. And same thing for Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a dumpster fire in the north for sure, too. Dumpster they fire. need to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I think Vancouver, I was reading something, they have to go on like a 10-game winning streak. They have to win, like, they have 10 games left. They have to win them all. Yeah, so same as same as Calgary. So that's if that's if Calgary loses and if Montreal loses. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. It's unlikely, but possible. Yeah. Um, and then out of the whole league, who do you think has the best odds of winning the Cup? It's uh, been our weekly debate. So... I, I like Vegas for the cup. Um, Vegas is probably my second favorite team. Okay. Um, yeah, I like Vegas for the cup. 
I would like to see Flower win the cup with Vegas. And um, they're just, I just love that that team started out as a bunch of real no ones. And they just developed into this extremely deep team along with this, you know, we weren't sure how Flurry was going to be on Vegas when expansion came. And he just was like, I'll show you, underestimate me, that'll be fun. Um, so I, I like Vegas for the cup, and, but I also really do love McKinnon and Rattanen and Lannis Gog. Um, I don't think that Colorado has the caliber goalie necessarily, but they do have enough offense to definitely be, yeah, huge contenders too. So yeah. I, I do like Vegas. And, but again, like I, and I also, love, oh my God, uh, I also love Carolina for the cup. Yeah. Carolina's my favorite out of the East. Yeah. Cause it's going to be like the West against the Canadian teams and then the Eastern and the central. Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess technically you could have a Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs Stanley cup final. That would be, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. That rivalry, uh, is, that rivalry is good. I'd like to see that in the cup, but. Or, I mean, you could, just, you could also have a Montreal Bruins final, too. Yeah, and that one would be a good one, too, for sure. And, like, I can't think of real other rivalry for Edmonton, to be honest. Edmonton? Nothing comes to mind for Edmonton, really. Other Vancouver? than Vancouver, right? Vancouver? Well, yeah, but they wouldn't be in the playoff final. Um. Edmonton Rangers. Yeah, they'll help there. Maybe, they're but they're not. They're not. They're not in the playoffs either. Uh, no. I'm trying to think. Maybe Edmonton Winnipeg. Maybe. Maybe yeah yeah the last game wasn't awesome for them. They're just they don't have yeah I don't know. Edmonton Edmonton's kind of just a plays their game decimates everybody and if they're just, playing well <laughs> yeah i feel like just a lot of players don't want to be in edmonton but like it's a cold city it's miserable it's kind of like winnipeg yeah oh definitely i think i'd rather be in edmonton than winnipeg though for sure i mean i, I live in manitoba it's not that bad <laughs> yeah where do you live in manitoba i'm in uh, western manitoba i'm like oh, okay. two hours west of uh winnipeg in the middle of nowhere oh, okay well nice. i'm close to brandon oh, okay i know where that is yeah I've never been to Manitoba. Um, I think wow. yeah, really Saskatchewan, to be honest with you. I'm a terrible Canadian. Yeah, it's it's flat. That's all it yeah. is. It's, it's very <laughs> flat. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I I can't really think of anybody who I other than Calgary who is a real rivalry with Edmonton. No, me neither. I feel like they're just there. They don't really have anybody that hates them. Yeah. But I also feel like the teams that have the biggest rivalries all have players that like really upset people. Yeah. And Toronto. Yeah, and then just all of Toronto. So yeah, everybody everybody hates Toronto, but that's just because Toronto sports fans. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you love the Saddle Dome. Is there any more Saddle Dome stories you have that you want to share with us? Oh, boy. Um, no, they're just, they're all good, honestly. Like, every time I've been in every it's it's such a 
luxury to be able to go to your home arena and watch your team play hockey and coming back from Lethbridge for all of those years and not really being able to see any games. Oh, you know what? I do have one. Um, Another of my favorite memories of the Saddle Dome was watching Sam Bennett's first hat trick as a flame. That would be one of my, that sticks out for sure. Um, and I was like really sad to see him go actually. Yeah. 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 Are you kind of happy for him for doing really good in, uh, in Florida? Yeah. So happy for him. That's insane. He was, he's what, uh, I think nine He's 13 points in nine games. Yeah. Yeah. Top six. Yeah. Where he should be. He was first round, fourth pick. I it, I think, yeah, I think it was third pick, actually. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. See, you're <laughs> proving me wrong on my hockey knowledge here. <laughs> um, I checked that today because it was like, we're probably going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fair. <laughs> I, yeah, it's I think... I, Another podcast, they were talking about him earlier, and they said he was third. Well, I think it was Chicklets, so that's where I got my information from. So I'm wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Biz. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's he's doing way better in Florida. Unfortunately, I, I wish he would have done really good in Calgary because, well, I, I I like him. He's like one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite underrated players. I think. Yeah, agreed, a hundred percent. I wanted a Bennett jersey for a while, um, especially his first couple of years. Like he, the energy was there, right? But I just, I don't know. There was just some sort of disconnect in the last few years. And he just, it just goes to show like sometimes players just don't connect with a certain team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love his mustache too. Yeah. Lanny McDonald mustache. Yeah. It's the perfect style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know it's, pretty much kind of all I wanted to talk about today. There's a lot of Calgary stuff. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap it all up? Oh, no, just that I, if we do pull off this playoff push, I will be extremely surprised, unfortunately, even as a Flames fan. Um, And I can't wait to see how we rebuild in the off season, hopefully, and uh, come out, I hope, strong with new rivalries for Kachuk next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next year with the whole divisions and what the league decides to do. Um, yeah. And then also for our listeners, you want to let them know where they can find your TikTok, like what your TikTok handle is and all that good stuff? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, I mean, I go live for Flames games. Um, I'll pro- So that's kind of how I got most of my followers obviously is hanging out in my man cave or woman man cave my roommate's a Montreal fan so we have like jerseys all over our walls um and just like watching hockey and hanging out for the game and a lot of you know a lot of my followers resonated with that obviously it's just a cool place to come hang out no matter what fan you are I don't care you don't have to be a Flames fan I just enjoy watching a game with people during a global pandemic um so yeah it's kaylee it's at k-a-y-l-e-e-a-m-e-e-l-i-a and um yeah that's that's about it i just go live for flames games and do a bunch of other stuff on tiktok yeah no and again that's how i found you i found you on your lives talking during a flames game so yeah that's how that's how we found you and then 
that's how we ended up getting you on our, on our show to talk about the flames. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you reaching out. No problem. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, I like to talk hockey. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you're a good experience and thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Can't wait to, can't wait to hear it. Yeah. And folks, thank you all for listening to that interview. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I would also like to remind you all to please continue your donations to our great friends at Hall's Haven Border Collie Rescue based out of Manitoba. Again, all your donations go towards helping the dogs. Uh, we all love dogs in this podcast. We all have dogs. Myself, I got a Border Collie from them. Border Collie Rescue makes sense. Uh, again, you can donate to them by sending e-transfers for Canadians to admin at hallshaven.org. Again, the email is admin at hallshaven.org or you can do that via PayPal as well. So again, for a third time, the email address is admin at hullshaven.org. Um, again, all the money goes to help the dogs and it goes to the people. They don't pocket any of the money. So all the money will go towards helping dog food, uh, vet bills, and all that good stuff that involves running a rescue. Um, and yeah, again, they, they've, they've got rescues from everywhere. Like again, they're based out of Manitoba, but the guy we got, Colt, is his name. He's actually originally from Arizona. So they, they've gotten rescues from everywhere. So yeah. What's that, Chad? Oh, are we we're still good? I think we have before we leave the East, I think there's one glaring thing we didn't talk about. And it was oh. Tom Wilson and it was everything that went yes. crazy this last week. Yes. So okay. So wait. That was nuts. We just, <laughs> we just finished the interview here. Um, so yeah, we, we were talking about the East before the interview. Um, before we get into the North, Tom Tom Wilson. So that whole thing that happened with him, he had the thing with Panarin and Buchnevich. He like slammed Buchnevich's head in the ground. He body slammed Panarin. Panarin's out for the season. The like remaining six games, whatever it is. Yeah, which is really six games. Out for the season makes it sound a lot worse than it is. Yeah, but it was six yeah games. he's out for the season. Yeah. So he out for six games. Um, I believe I he also have... punched Ryan Strom too. Yeah, I think it should have been a suspension. I don't care how you look at it. I think it's a spendable offense. Um, what do you think uh, there, guys? I'll, so we, I want to see how you feel about it there, Paul, since you're the East Coast guy. I, it, yeah, it should have been a clear suspension. I don't know what the league was thinking on that. I don't know why every time Wilson's in trouble, with the league has to force it or they reduce it or – I don't know why this guy can't just be accountable. Like why he, they he have mu- to. He must have uh, pictures of George Carlos, something like that. It, it's got to be something. <laughs> Honestly, because when he had the suspension for 20 games, what was it? Two years ago? Four years ago now. I can't remember, but that was yeah. reduced to 14. Yeah. When he got, when he hit um, uh, Carlo, Brandon Carlo on the Bruins which Carlo is now concussed, has blurred vision, uh, and suffering from mood swings from that concussion. George Peros wasn't going to suspend him, but Gary Bettman stepped in and forced him. What That's what I read. Yeah. I just, I don't get why when he does this and is a repeat offender and everybody knows it, they can't just punish him for it. Yeah. What are your thoughts there, Chad? Uh, so I think you need to break it down. I think, um, what he did to Bushnevich, I don't think it's a suspendable offense. No, I don't think what he did to Bushnevich is a suspendable offense. And then what Panarin did, what, what did Panarin think was going to happen? 
if you skate up to someone in a the heat of a battle who's obviously way bigger than you, right? Like, so I have a hard time feeling sorry for Panarin. I mean, obviously you don't want anyone to get conky. You don't want to see a concussion. No one does. But I mean, what did he, he skated 30 feet to a confrontation in the national hockey league. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah. Like you don't want him to get suplexed and hit his head on the ice for sure. You don't, but I mean, the thing with the NHL is it was just so horribly mismanaged. That's what bugs me is that if the NHL said, Hey, we're going to give him a game because, Oh, who do they play the next game? The same team. Maybe we don't want Tom Wilson on the ice after they just wrecked the rest of their season because their star players now out. That's the thing that bothers me about the NHL. Yeah. You could have suspended Tom and, Wilson one game and it wouldn't have affected that much. Yeah. Do I and think then it also, was suspendable? Not really. I don't think he should have been suspended for it, but I think he should have to kind of quelm everything and make it so people weren't so gosh darn upset. Yeah. And then also then if you go to that Rangers game, the, the following Rangers game, that was a game. That uh, was that was a fight. That wasn't a game. That was a fight. <laughs> they they got more penalty minutes in the first five minutes than what you can play in a whole game with uh, overtime. Yeah, <laughs> that was that could have been easily avoided by if not by the league, then Washington could have pulled Wilson out of that game or sat him. I I know it would have looked bad to other players, and they would have said, "Oh, he's he's weak. He's not." He's not standing up for what he needs to take because the unwritten code, but Washington could have penalized Wilson as well, or they could have punished him as well, but they didn't do that. I remember Brad Marchand years ago where he got the assistant captaincy. He made a dirty hit. I don't know if he was suspended on the play or not. If he was, then good, but the Bruins also sat him a game and they took away his assistant captain. They stripped him of the A off that. So Washington could have easily done the same thing, put a statement out. We don't agree with what Wilson did, yada, yada, yada. And we'll sit him one game. It's a bad look for the NHL. It's a bad look to have, to have one of your teams. And to be honest, one of the most storied franchises in the league with the Rangers to have them come out and so publicly trash your process, then find them and have two guys get fired because of it, all because you wouldn't protect a player, that's not a good look for the NHL. It's no. just not. And it, it is an interesting topic because, uh, you know, I listen to a wide variety of sports shows and I, I am, you know, like all of us, pretty involved with sports. And hockey was talked about more in circles where it's never talked about than it had been all season. And yeah. I just don't know if that's going to bring any fans to the game for a good reason. And I think that's that's kind of where I stand on it, where it's like that, for better or worse, is not what the NHL is anymore. I'll let you decide if that's good or bad, but the NHL, that those games happen once a year, maybe, right? Where it's a full line brawl, like it's happened with the Sharks once or twice in my entire life, I remember. So it's not like it happens very often. I think that I'm not one of the purists that says, there's no place in the NHL for that. And, you know, this is bad. And, you know, what bothers me is that you could have had a very intense game with the Rangers in the Capitals without Tom Wilson on the ice, who Janavich probably doesn't get suspended. You know, Panarin's still out and that sucks. And there's going to be more fights. Maybe there's three fights, you know, instead of four fights on the opening faceoff. 
you know, and Three. maybe you don't have a guy getting suspended. Maybe you don't Four. have 130 penalty minutes. Maybe you only have five, six. Because yeah. it was just it. Seven. And again, I don't want to be one of the old heads saying that the game was better and that this is better than the game and that we're purists because we're not. I like that side of it. I do. But I think that the NHL could have done their due diligence, could have suspended Wilson a game, even if he didn't deserve it. As I mentioned, go back. I don't think what he did was deserving of a suspension. I think it might be because he's Tom Wilson. And I think the NHL should have suspended him because they had one more game against that team. Let don't why what did they think was going to happen? You know, maybe this is the NHL big brain play, and they were like, Oh, we'll get coverage everywhere. Maybe this is on purpose, but I don't give the NHL that much credit because they've never been that smart. So I I don't understand it. I think that again, if if you have one thesis, one thing you want to take away from my whole rant here, it's the NHL mismanaged this. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the NHL, two guys got fired, two lifelong hockey guys got fired for making a statement because the NHL wouldn't protect one of their players. And then when they went and protected the players in the next game, because it's one of the only sports you can do that, where you can go out and protect the players in the game after right yourself. When they went out and did that the next game, not only did they get fined, but they had a player suspended that was involved in the initial incident. Like, yeah. What is this? And yeah. you know, you see, it's almost funny because you saw Buchnevich get suspended and you're like, Oh, that makes sense. Of course the NHL would do that. Like, yeah, of course they would. But, you know, it is what it is. What bothers me, too, is that none of the that Rangers aren't a playoff team. So it wasn't that consequential. Um, yeah, sorry. I went for I went for a while there. But, I mean, I, I believe me, I love me 130 penalty minutes in a game, but not when it could have been avoided. Yeah. That, like that the, could have been avoided so easily. The first period had six fights. Yeah. And then Tom Wilson got kicked out because they were like, oh, we just can't play this game with Tom Wilson. No, no, Tom Tom Wilson left with an injury. Yeah, but he he basically – He got a a misconduct, didn't he? He got a 10-minute misconduct, though. He did. He got a – He just get three fightings. He got a 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't a misconduct. It was just a 10-minute penalty. For being an idiot. My thing is, like, Tom Wilson had to leave that game for it to continue. It's like, oh, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if the NHL just made that choice before the game and had an ounce of foresight to see yeah. what might happen like every single person on Twitter did? Like, what are you guys doing? But yeah, also... yeah, that's, my, that's my thing. I don't – I don't – again, I don't think Tom Wilson should have got suspended. I don't want this yeah. to go and people say that I'm being soft. Like, I think Tom Wilson didn't deserve a suspension from that, but I think he should have been suspended because the game would have been a lot better the day after, right? Yeah. Like – and I mean, yeah, no, maybe I, I'm wrong here. You guys can speak on it too. Do you like seeing games where the fourth line starts? Like, is that uh, is that entertaining to you? I don't mind it. I personally don't have a problem with it. No. Yeah. If it was no. every game, though, you'd mind it, right? If it was every game, then yeah. Unless it was for the purpose of this team is starting their their top line. We're going to put our grinders out there and try to slow them down or something. Yeah. Well, if there's like, a slot you know, to it, then... It One depends on the team because yeah. certain teams, certain teams play like that, right? Like, like I, and certain coaches, like I think Sutter, he was, he was known for doing that. Like uh, Calgary's coach, he always starts his fourth line as the top lines if he's home ice, just to that way to grind out the the other the other team. And like one of my. One of my favorite hockey memories of all time was the Sharks and Ducks in a playoff series. Getzlav and Joe Thornton dropped the gloves in Game Seven at center ice at the start of the third period. 
It's like, that's a yeah. good moment. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Get Slab. It wasn't everybody. It was just Get Slab and Thornton. I think that's yeah. the Also, but, but yeah. Uh, since this happened, the NHL has been kind of on the spree of making fines. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that today. Yeah, the, uh, three fines today. Joel Edmondson, uh, so, Pat Maroon, and Brandon Montour. The one I For find what? hilarious this is the Edmondson one. The Edmondson was fined $1,000. 1000 Yes. For tripping John Tavares. Not just a trip. Not just any trip. A dangerous trip. Now, if you go look at the I, – I, I saw the video earlier in a, in a Montreal fan group. I'll try to find it for you guys. But basically what happened was Edmondson was behind – he was, like, behind Thor, uh, Tavares doing his, like, net front thing. And Edmondson's trip uh, stick barely nicked his pants. And then uh, Tavares kind of just lost his balance and fell backwards. He wasn't even penalized yeah. for it in the game. Yeah, it's crazy. The NHL is just ridiculous. The so NFL that, does it too. Everybody does it. Yeah, no, I, I just thought it was hilarious. No, there's no accountability. And, you know, it's it's one thing if the NHL wasn't making rules to try and stop fighting, right? And if the yeah. NHL wasn't trying to get away from it, then I would be more okay with it. But the fact that the NHL clearly doesn't want this to be a part of their game, and then they have something like this where they could so clearly stop it and they don't, I'm like, what are you doing? What what is the end goal here? Because whatever their end goal was, it failed miserably. Also, so, when we were, ta- yeah. we were talking about the uh, central, I forgot to mention this. Uh, Pat Maroon has a in-person hearing for his attack on uh, Brandon Mon- <laughs> Brandon Montour. So here's a here's a whole sequence of events. Montour speared Patrick Maroon. Montour is going to the box. Montour got a fine for this today. But on his way to the box, Pat Maroon skating way. Montour yells at Pat Maroon, hey, fat Pat, quote-unquote, because he had the mic on. He called Pat Maroon fat Pat. And then Pat Maroon skated over while Montour's being held by the referees. Maroon skated over and punched them in the face. And I have you got today was for roughing. Yeah. So here's the video if you want to see it. So, yeah, like as you can see him calling, calling, and then Maroon just boom. Like that. For our yeah, listeners, I mean, I'm okay with it. I don't. Yeah, I I just find that hilarious. For our listeners, I'm gonna throw well, that just, video up on uh, social. It's the same kind of thing I was saying. Like, what'd you expect to happen? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's not like you know, guys are soft. I guess you could say, and that's a problem. But like, do you think he was gonna be okay with it? <laughs> Did you think he was gonna be like, oh yeah, call me fat, dude? We're good. Yeah, this I don't know. You like, spear him, then you call him fat. The yeah, only player, like, the only player I think is legitimately fat in the NHL is Phil Kessel. Oh yeah, those, those pictures were brutal. <laughs> after he got, after he got, and then he scored the game winner against San Jose last night. So what the hell? Yeah, like, but but yeah, hey. that was yeah. Who doesn't love a good hot a dog more, every now and then? Come on, a lot more than I thought Phil yeah. Kessel had. By the way, I didn't think so, Phil Kessel had that many points. Yeah. So I guess now we just did an interview with uh, Kaylee. We spoke about the uh, the North in the interview, so we'll, we'll continue that trend. Obviously, going with the North stuff. So, the North Division right now, standings, boom. First place, Toronto, obviously. And Toronto clinched first place now. Um, second place is the Oilers and Jets. They're probably just flip-flop. Most likely to stay what it is. 
Montreal has to win the game to tie Winnipeg, but even then, Winnipeg they have to win. They have to basically win two games to even pass Winnipeg in points to get third they place. Have to, yeah, they have to. They have to beat them in points. Is what yeah. it's looking like for them for them to jump them. Which I Montreal, don't. Do you want that? I'd rather play the Oilers because Montreal's done very well against the Oilers this year. Okay. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, I mean, but, Toronto's still coming out of this, I think. Uh, yeah, it's looking more and more like that. So we'll see. I mean, can we talk for one second? Jack Campbell is 17, 2 and 2. Yeah. Isn't Jack that absurd? Campbell. I mean, Jack Campbell, I was, I was about to get into that anyway, but whatever. So Jack Campbell, he, uh, he never really found his ground anywhere he goes. As we all know, goalies take a bit longer to develop. But Campbell, he has found his game. That man is lights out. So I, Honestly, think Campbell could be could be seeing another case of the Jordan Bennington. Yep. No, that, that, that's a good call. That's a compar- fair comparison. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I I hope a Canadian team wins the cup. As much as I hate Toronto, if it has to be Toronto, whatever. I just would like to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. See, if Toronto doesn't win the Stanley Cup, I don't want to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. And why, why is I that? know that's that's like weird. Well, because I want Joe Thornton to win the cup. Right. That's why I, I want Toronto to win the cup. Yeah. And, and I guess if I'll Toronto see doesn't win the cup, I, I would really like to keep on giving shit to Canadians about how you guys never win a Stanley Cup. So that's right. why I don't want Toronto. <laughs> that's why I don't want and it would just be funny for, for the podcast if, if you had to talk about Toronto winning the cup. But um <laughs> it'd be good. But it'd be good but, content, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Um, you know what? I'm Toronto I'll make you guys a deal. Yeah, I will but, buy a Leafs hat and I'll post a picture go. of it on social media if the Leafs in the cup. All right. Yeah, we can do that. I um, would I would make a similar bet, but I don't want to. I don't know why you just did that. <laughs> no one was making you do that, but now we're gonna hold you to it. Well, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. We'll remember that for sure. <laughs> it's good content. But, it's good content. Yeah. But uh yeah, Toronto's the best team in this I've you know, I haven't gotten many things right and Toronto could get bounced in the first round, but I said at the That's, beginning of the year, I said early that Toronto was the best team in this division, and they stayed true. So I was happy with that. Yeah. I mean, Toronto's the always, best team in this by far. Toronto always does good in regular season. So I'm hoping – I guess we'll see what happens to that. I don't know what's going to happen because they, they always seem to choke in the playoffs. Like, you can't you can't say it's not true because they do. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, for some reason, Tavares and Matthews and Marner never show up in the playoffs. Um, Goaltending has always been an issue in the playoffs. They've also never had the senior leadership that they have now. Right. And they've also never really had Sheldon Keith as a coach for the playoffs. They've never had the, I mean, have they ever had goaltending that was this good? Granted, it could all go away. Have they ever right. had a goalie like this? I mean, Frederick Anderson. Like he's, well, but was he, he has, ever, Jack Campbell's elite right now. Jack right. Campbell, I would wager in these 20 games that he's played is the best goalie in the league, right? 2.11 goals against like his first year. That's pretty first nasty. Year. His first year, whenever he was in Toronto, I think Campbell – I mean, not Campbell. Um, Anderson could Freddy. have brought them far if Kadri didn't get suspended. Yep. That one year that Kadri got suspended for kneeing uh, – who was it on the Bruins? Uh, DeBrusque? Uh, yeah, I think so. I can't right. remember, but I want to say DeBrusque. So, yeah, that one year, I think that's the year that Toronto also could have made it far if that didn't happen. So, we'll see what happens. I mean – Toronto has a good team. I'm not going to say they don't have a good team. They, they have an excellent team. Their biggest challenge will be, can they make it past the first round? 
there was talk at one point a couple of years ago that of Anderson was a top 10 goalie in the league. Everybody said it. And he just kind of fade slowly faded from it. He's still a really good goalie, but he's, I don't think with his playoff history that he can put the Leafs where they want to be or where they should be. I think the Plus issue with Anderson is the pressure. I don't think he, he deals well with the pressure in Toronto. Well, it's also like goalies have such a short shelf life, which is why it's similar to running backs in the NFL where they're just not good for very long, right? That's yeah. why I like the carry prices of the world and the Jonathan quicks who have been around for so long and have been that good or rare, get a little bit more respect. Yeah. Because like very rarely, I mean, can you think, I can't think of a, of a goalie that's been good for more than eight or 10 years on a team. Like how many goalies can you think of that are like that? It's quick. It's price. Right. I mean, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, currently, cause it used to be better. You used to yeah. have guys that were there for a long time, but I can't think of really anyone else. Like I guess Rask, he's been there for a while. Yeah. Right? You could, you could say he was eight or 10, eight or nine years ago. He was just starting. So probably Hanson just, Hank too. Yeah. Yeah. Lindquist. I mean, other than that, you don't have a ton because um, even, even 15 years ago, you had the Marty Turcos and the Evgeny Nabokovs and, the guys well, who were there Turco, forever. Turco was around for a long time. Yeah. And Turco was good for a long time, too. I don't know if yeah. he ever won a Vezina, but he was good. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, you know, you you had, uh, why am I forgetting the guy's name? And, um, oh, no, he was back up. I was going to say David Abisher, but he wasn't there yeah. for a very long time. And then you had Jimmy Howard was in Detroit for a long time. And you had guys that were there. And then, of course, but then when you started seeing Chicago won – titles with two or three different goalies and then it, it's Crawford. just kind of it's kind of yeah Crawford he also they also won one with Niemi though yeah and so it goalies have a very short shelf life and I think it's because yeah. you can figure them out I think it's because you know goalie is such a mental thing well but, that and yeah. also I think in 2012 when the NHL changed the rules for pads is mm-hmm. when uh, a lot of goalies kind of lost their game yeah, it's fair. Of, it's good. Like, like Niemi was one of those goalies that lost the game because of that. So that's the year he went to San Jose, unfortunately for you, Chad. Um, yeah. Niemi was always a goalie that had oversized pads, which then when they shrunk, they shrunk the maximum pad size, the pad size is that he lost his game because he relied on the bigger pads. Uh, JSG year was another goalie that happened because they, they shrunk the pads twice. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm JSG trying to think Gear. of who else, like, I, I really think that's pretty much it. Like, Handsome Yo, Hank is one. Uh, Jonas Hiller. No, he wasn't there for long enough. No. Mika Kippersoff. Yeah, that's good. He, he was there. He was in. You, you know who he came up with, right? Yours truly, San Jose Sharks. Yes, sir. Um, I don't think he he was good for them. I don't know if he was there necessarily for a long time, though, in Calgary. I'll look it up. He was there for a while. Yeah, like I know uh, the, in the interview, we also spoke about him for a while. She she, she loved Kiprasov. Yeah, he was very well liked. Well, he went, but, uh, he was on that he was on that cup run. Yeah, he, uh, he was on that cup run. Oh, Berder. Yeah, Berder. But yeah, he was in that. Calgary. He was in Calgary for a long time. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was, and he won the Vesna. So I knew he won a Vesna. I just, I, for some reason, I see it as being not that long. I don't know why. Uh, from 2000, 2003 until 2013. He was there for nine seasons. I mean, Hallie Buck. <laughs> Hallie Buck hasn't wow. been long enough yet, though. Right, but I, he? I, he, lo- he looks like he'd be long enough. Like, he's been there for how long now? Yeah. 
but yeah, I goalies, would be goalies if they are, moved him. Oh, they're not going to move him, but he's going to stop being yeah. good. Yeah. Because, you know, you had guys that are flashing the paint like Ben Bishop. A few years ago, yeah. Ben Bishop was the best goalie in hockey. And now he's you not know, even really playing. You know who we haven't mentioned that's been a really good who? goalie forever? Who? Mark andre Fleury. Yeah, that's true. Fleury's, yeah, was, the, Fleury's the one, too. He did it multiple places, which is ball, even harder places. to do. Yeah. yeah. And he's the only goalie to go first overall since him. He's also been disrespected by almost every team he's been on. You talk well, about winning, winning a team, winning a team two Stanley Cups, then getting left open, in a getting left exposed because he got taken in the in the expansion. Yeah? Yes, I mean, yeah, but, but it makes. But sense. the thing with that is, they they wanted to do that so that he was a starter again. They did that for him. Pittsburgh yeah. did. They they said to Vegas, I mean, I we will give you Flurry plus I think it was a first round pick if you make him your starter. I mean, I, I bet they feel pretty stupid now, though. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, the GM who, who did that's not there anymore. So he still doesn't know how much money he has. And, and then right now, <laughs> right now, the odds on favorite to win the Vesna, Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah. So, but anyway, I digress. We're not going to, we're not talking about that division yet. That's next. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, yeah, the so. North, the North looks good. I mean, it's pretty much what you thought, right? Ottawa kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. They were really bad. Now they're okay. I was like, I had Ottawa making the playoffs. Yeah, I did too. I thought Ottawa would be better than they were for sure. Like, I, I thought but, Ottawa would have stole. Like, I, I, I was really rooting for them. I was hoping they'd make the playoffs, like sneak in there. I had Winnipeg missing. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, you guys thought Winnipeg was going to beat Toronto a few weeks ago. I never fell for that one. Boy, Winnipeg I was wrong. I had, good. I had Toronto and Montreal both missing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like so I had Toronto, the Oilers. Toronto, I had the Oilers and tr- go ahead. I had the Oilers and Toronto, Montreal in there. I just had Ottawa and Winnipeg kind of swapping, but I was wrong. Whatever. Toronto and Edmonton are the class, right? That's who's yeah. going to meet in the second round. We'll see. More likely, yeah. Yeah, we'll I see. mean, the only again though, the best two goalies in the division are three four. So I don't know though. Campbell might be playing better than Price. Well, Price hasn't so, been playing. Price is injured right yeah. now. So he's definitely playing better than Price. But um, yeah. is he back for the playoffs? Uh, he's day-to-day. He has a concussion. So Okay. You, well, you have Jake Allen, right? Yeah. Has he been doing okay? Uh, Allen's been playing really well. Um, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. Two of the games they lost were with uh, Caden Primo, the rookie. They've been starting as okay. rookie a bunch. I don't know why, but whatever. No, so – once we, if we can shift over to the West, I'll talk about the Sharks for a sec because yeah. they've been I, starting a whole bunch. I'm of not, games. I'm not done yet with the, uh, with the North yet, sorry. Connor Mick Jesus. Oh yeah, 100 points last yeah. night. That's crazy. He had like 16 points in his last five games. Yeah, the last player to hit this many points in like this many games is uh, yeah, a, a, a young man. He was playing the Oilers back in the day. His name is Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. So, yeah, Paul, you're from his village. Yeah. In Toronto. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Wayne Gretzky. I mean, not Wayne Gretzky. McDavid, another Oiler, 100 points. Can we, like, just give a moment of appreciation to, to McDavid for this? Yeah, I just want to point out that if he held this point per game for an 82-game season, he would have 155 points. 
That's insane. So, yeah. I mean, what's even crazier is I think that's still like 50 away from Gretzky's record, which Gretzky, is nuts. Gretzky's like 100, 200 and something. 212, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I believe I'll, so. But it was different back then. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the best player in the world. It's not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Like, um, I will finally so I, admit he, it. Yeah, he 215 points in a season for Gretzky. That that's, was his most. That's insane. I can't, I can't even. Yeah. 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 But for Connor, I mean, I think the best, if he didn't score a goal all season, he would have more points than everybody except for Leon Dreisidel, who's on his team. So yeah. he would be first in the league still. Yeah. Uh, and he, also, he uh, no goals. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm calling out uh, Sportsnet for this. They had an article saying, tr- still, still trying to argue that Matthews is better than McDavid. Yeah, I mean, it's Matthews is a better goal scorer, but he's not a better but, player. Yeah, but that's also sports that it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, because you have so Matthews forty goals, twenty five assists, right? Yeah, respectable, except for that McDavid has more assists than both of those combined, and yeah. has thirty two goals on top of it. So, and McDavid is, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a guy that I remember. Uh, so I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but I used to hate LeBron James. I used to absolutely despise him when I was younger. And um, I remember on a, on a radio show back in 2013, maybe 2012, someone said to me, you know, imagine growing up in an era with arguably the best player of all time and hating everything he did. And I was like, oh shit, that's a good point. And so I kind of, I, I kind of came around on it and started liking LeBron a little bit. You know, I, I don't root for LeBron, but I can definitely watch him and enjoy the greatness. And anyone who doesn't like Connor McDavid needs to have that conversation with themselves and say, Connor McDavid is, in my opinion, you know, one of the most talented hockey players of all time. You know, we're, we're blessed to grow up in an era where we have Sidney Crosby as well. We have Alexander Ovechkin, who's arguably the best goal scorer of all time. Connor McDavid is, I mean, he's got to be the most. I mean, skilled. I'm trying to think of the way to put it because yeah, with his speed, he's got to be the most electric player of all time. I don't know, but he's something. Connor McDavid yeah. is something else to watch. And then also, speaking of electric players coming up, there's this kid, Connor Bedard. Oh my God. I was looking at his stats last night. Shattering McDavid's stats from the CHL. Shattering. He has like 30 points in 14 games. Yeah. And he's 15 and then, years old. And then also <laughs> at the. Um, so he was at the world uh, under 18 tournaments in eight oh, yeah. games, in eight games, he has something like 20 points. Yeah. And that's against like the world. Like, so he's 15 years old. This is the 18 mm-hmm. year olds tournament. Everybody else is playing as he's 18. And this is one 15 year old kid just making everybody look like idiots on the ice. The it's, famous world juniors. That's 20 and under. Yeah. Okay. So, so this gets what this gets 2023 draft. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the Sharks to be kid. better by then, but if they're not, I'll take him. Yeah, and then there's there's another kid who's the year before him, who's a year, one year older. He's also exceptional status. Who's also doing the same thing? Shane Wright. He's in he's in the yep. OHL. Like he he didn't play this year because OHL never played this year, but he went over to Europe and like in like the European like pro leagues. And he's making he's making those like like uh, not he's not in like Division One, but he's in, like the second tier in the European mm-hmm. leagues because like you can't go that uh, when you're younger. But he's been dubbing those guys. Like he's playing like on the second line in professional men's leagues at, at like 16 years old. Yeah. And dominating. Like 
I don't know what his stats are this year. I don't have them off the top of my head, but like Shane Wright is another one looking amazing. And then there's this Russian guy, same draft as a uh, Bedard. Maximov, I think his name is, or something like that. This guy is like going to be the next Ovechkin. So the as far as like kids coming up, there's like three guys coming up in the next like four years. Ooh, hockey's going to be good. Yeah, Shane Wright at that same tournament had 14 points in five games. Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And then Connor uh, Bedard, I think I think you were overselling Connor Bedard with his points oh. in this tournament. I'll look it up. But he uh he had I was looking at his numbers literally yesterday. So I was like, this yeah. guy is way too good. What is this guy's deal? And um, yeah, so he had 14 points in seven games, which is after still getting yeah after getting 28 points in 15 games for the Pats in the WHL and yeah, also, he's just absurd. I mean, he went he went to the he went to the Swedish league and yeah. he got four points in four games with the Swedish league, which is yeah. what's um what's Shane Wright do? What did Shane Wright do this year? Oh, you're pulling these guys up. Shane Wright, he was uh he was in the OHL. He, he I can't find anything here. Yeah. So it's I'm just on I'm on Elite Prospects. I can go check his hockey reference and see if it's there. Hockey reference usually does a little bit better for our hockey DB. It's a little yeah. bit better. Let's see here. Uh, nope. All hockey DB has is just the OHL from last year. So they're doing worse okay. as a matter of fact. So but um yeah. yeah. I know he was he played somewhere this year. I just forget where he played. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, Shane Wright dominated well they're both amazing players i'm excited to see them in the next level whenever that whenever that time comes for that but yeah they're gonna be they're both i mean i haven't heard about guys like this since mcdavid and crosby yeah this much hype here's my here's my crazy prediction this russian guy maximov or maximov what's his name the the supposed next ovechkin anyway so here's my prediction this Bedard and Wright guy, because they're both centermen, are the next Malkin Crosby duo. Or something like that. You think they get drafted by the same team? Well, they're a year apart in the draft. Same as Malkin and Crosby. So Maximov, you think his name is? Yeah. He's in the KHL? I think so, or the one under it, because he's the he's, uh, same age as Bedard. So the only one I can find is Kirill Maximov, who's already in the AHL. Oh, it's uh, Ivan Mirosh Nenchko. Yeah, you weren't even close. I, I was very – well, I got the M right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, Ivan Marshink – I can't even pronounce this. M-I-R-O-S-H-N-I-C-H. M-I-R-O what? S-H. M-I-R. M-I-R-O-S-S-H-N. And his name's Sergey? Ivan. Ivan. Okay, I'll look him up. Yeah. Where? Miroshnichenko. Yeah, that guy. Miroshnichenko. Yeah. That's what I think. But, yeah, this guy, I'm pulling him up now. Yeah, oh, he's a monster. Yeah, he's yeah. a monster. So this is our uh, this is our prospect report on uh, three hot prospects. Um, I can't pronounce guys' names, but whatever. <laughs> Don't worry, you have a broadcaster for that. That's why. That's why we have you, Chad. Yeah, I got you. 
It's better but, uh, than when you tried to pronounce the names of the German under eighteen team. Oh my god, that was brutal. Was that, was that <laughs> German really names are easy. No, it was the Kazakhstan team that I had a hard time with. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So it's pretty easy, but no, I just have you study it. Like I've, it's funny. I was out here in Hawaii and I, I started studying the language out here so I could do better when I broadcast Hawaii football games. And I get it better now, but it's still like, I mean, these names are still so, so hard. Anyway, but, what's his stat line like? How, how good is this kid? This, uh, he's not guy. doing well this year. Okay. Uh, well, in that, in that U18 tournament, he had eight points, six goals in seven games. So I guess that's good. But in the yeah. MHL, which I'm not sure what the MHL it's, uh, is, it's probably just it's the, the one. Be- it's the one below the KHL. Yeah, so he he's a goal scorer. He scored yeah. well, not really. He had 15 points in 20 games this year. He only had five goals. But you look at, I mean, every other league he's ever been in, right? So U16, he scored 36 goals in 25 games. U17, he scored 11 and 16. U18, he scored 10 goals in eight games. At the U16 tournament last year, he scored 17 goals in 15 games. So he's a sniper. Yeah. It seems like, and he seems like kind of a hothead, too. He gets a lot of penalties. But, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that. But so, yeah, it, he's but he's young. I mean, he's yeah. you know seventeen years old, and he can yeah. be. So he's the top prospect. He's in a different draft, actually. Is he? So he's he's eligible next year. So it'll be him, Shane Wright, and then Bedard. Or yeah, Wright and Bedard are a year apart too, right? Because you can get drafted yeah. at seventeen, can you? Or eighteen? You have to be turning eighteen before September yeah. of that year. Okay. Yeah, so he'll be good, but um, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the West. Yes, sir. So but wait before we start that. So yeah, moving on to the West. What do we got, Chad? We'll wrap it up real quick here. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'll just I'll just read off the standings real quick while Chad gets ready. Um, Vegas, are in first place, obviously. Uh, second place, we got Colorado. We got. The Minnesota Wild in third, and then St. Louis they clinched uh, fourth place. So that means the Coyotes, the Sharks, the Ducks, and the Kings are all the losers of the uh, West. Yep, the California teams and the Coyotes. So I do want to point out that it's pretty funny. Only one Pacific Division team made the playoffs. Um, so the other divisions are, you know, but um, yeah. So Vegas is, in my opinion, the most complete team in hockey. They're nasty. Top to bottom, good goaltending. Got Ryan Reeves, who's arguably, I think, the best enforcer, quote-unquote, in the league. I think he gives you the most on top of it. And he's just a scary guy. Um, Tom Wilson? No, I mean, he didn't. What happened with them? He Didn't he sucker Tom Wilson or something? Reeves? No, they fought, and then just Reeves made Wilson cry. Is that what? No, there was something dirty. Didn't he hit him from behind? Something happened with those two. But it was a long time ago, and it was when they were on different teams. I think it was uh, when Reeves was on the Blues, I think that happened, right? He was on the Blues? Yeah. Am I crazy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so these are the four teams that I would have picked, to be honest with you. I mean, not like – I'm not saying Minnesota. I thought they were going to be this good because I absolutely did not. But I think Minnesota is better than the bottom four teams in the division. Um. So – yeah, I think Vegas comes out of this, and I think that that's uh, kind of that's kind of. Who do you guys think comes out? Colorado. 
Vegas. I, yeah, I think I, Vegas just because they have they have better goaltending than Colorado. If they if they face Colorado, it's Vegas. Colorado's goalies have to outplay the forwards on Vegas, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, I I think I just, Vegas will light Colorado up, not light them up, but maybe maybe I'm just a bit biased. I, just, I, I like Colorado more. Yeah, Colorado is probably more complete. It's going to come down to goaltending. It's also yeah. going to come down to Colorado has a much tougher like matchup. And, yeah. Um, I hate to I hate to be this guy, but because I've been saying these are the best two teams in the league all year, but if you're looking for an upset, I think Minnesota wins this first round series. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, think, you, I think you that's the upset you can expect. You can't count St. Louis out either, though. They, they've won a cup. They know and what they it takes to. Yeah, they know what it takes to win a cup. They have, they have a good playoff team. It's a team that's built for the playoffs. I mean, I'm not saying they're better than Vegas in any way, shape, or form, but when it comes to the NHL and hockey, normally, and this year is, is more normal than last year because they're not rested and everything like that, the best team doesn't always win. Almost never wins, actually. So, Except for last year because that's how it went for some reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so – I do want to take some time, though, to talk. Anaheim, scary. They've got some pieces coming up that are very good. Yeah. So I think Anaheim, I, I the only thing that scares me a little bit is I don't know if they'll if they will be good in time to keep Gibson and keep everybody. I don't I don't know if they'll have the money to do all of that because they have Drysdale, they have Zegris, they have guys coming up. And Gibson's, I think Gibson's older than you think. I don't think he's old. I think he's like like later twenties though, isn't he? He's twenty six, I think. Yeah. But uh, he's, on a, he's on a really he's on a long term discount ish Sorry, twenty seven. He's on a long term to uh, or longer deal at six million a year or six point something. Is he? Yeah. Am I crazy? Okay. Well, um, let's see. Horrible. So he is current salary six four. When is he signed through? Come on, this needs to be better. Be better, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Uh, here, I'll pull it up here. I'm not, I'm not cap friendly already. No, not you. Not you. Don't worry. I'm on uh, I'm on hockey reference trying to figure out how long his deal is. I'm on cap friendly. I got it right here. Boom. There you John go. Gibson. He is signed until the 20, uh, 2027-2028 season. Oh, never mind. At six point four year. Yeah. And that's like with the cap going up and everything like that after all this flat cap stuff, I think that's gonna be good. And yeah, as we're talking about John Gibson, uh, speaking of Ducks goalies, Ryan Miller, he uh, played in his last game. Uh, ever the other night. I don't know if you saw the video of him and his parents there are crying. Well, he was crying with his parents at the game. That was, was a very emotional time. I mean, congratulations to Ryan Miller for an amazing career. Amazing career, outstanding. Um, I believe he has the most wins of all time as far as American-born goalies or U.S.-born goalies. Uh, do, you, do you have his numbers or pull up there, Chad? Yeah, he's 391 wins, 289 losses, 88 overtime appearances, 914 save percentage, 263 goals against. So, yeah, he's a Vesna winner. Um, probably, unfortunately, also led up the most famous goal in U.S. hockey history. Of course, as he was the goalie in that 2010, um, that 2010 Winter Olympics. But, yeah, Damn. he's – he's just someone he's been around the game forever. You know, yeah. it's you, you didn't even really think about it, but you're like, Oh yeah, Ryan Miller's still playing. And yeah, he turned and into a good. 
I was gonna say, I think he was only draft. He was drafted fifth in the fifth round, so like he wasn't like an, an early pick or anything like that. Uh, he was outstanding in college. Uh, I believe he was a Hobie Baker winner. I believe I'm not sure about that. Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, no, he, he had an outstanding career all along. So, congratulations to Ryan Miller on the outstanding career. And I mean, good for him. He, it, it seems to be that he's going out on his own terms. It's not like he's going out like a, you know. Obviously, you want to play forever, but at least he's not going out playing in some random ass European league. He's retiring as he wants from the NHL, as he wants mm-hmm. to be. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, fifty-seven more games in the playoffs too. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for him. Hopefully, the rest of his career is just as good, and the rest of his life is just as good as as his career was. Anaheim definitely doesn't have a goaltending problem though, because he's still got John Gibson. So yeah. And uh did he ever win a Vesna? Yeah, Miller won a Vesna with Buffalo. Right. Mm-hmm. In 2010, like, I want to say. Feels like eons ago. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, I'm pretty sure he won it. Yeah, nine ten. Yeah, because like when when was he drafted or when did he come to the league? Early 2000s, so he was came into the league first year. Was I have his um, other stats? Uh, give me a sec. 2002-3. Holy cow! So he's been he's been playing for almost 20 years. Yeah, that's, and he didn't he didn't play impressive. he didn't play significant minutes until 2005. Right. Okay. So he 15, still did. Yeah. So fi- 15 years. Like well. So, yeah, I guess earlier we were talking about goalies that have longevity and have, have had a long career. Ryan Left Miller. Him out for sure. Yeah. Ryan Miller, he's been around forever. Obviously, you know, it's the end of his career. He's not a starter anymore, but he still gets the job done. He's still an, an efficient goalie as he retires. So, good Looks for him. like, though, he was, a, he was a starter from age 25 until 36. So, that's still, I mean, to do that. Yeah, yeah that's that's still tough. So. Glad to see yeah. it for him. And that video, too, that pulls at the heartstrings. I know you already mentioned it, but that video of him with his parents, it's, uh, you know, something I always tell kids I coach is that everyone has to stop playing whatever sport you're playing. Whether you're 14, 18, 24, 40, you always have to stop playing. It never yeah. gets easier. So, uh, but good for Ryan Miller. His career speak for itself. Probably be in the Hall of Fame one day, maybe. If not, he'll definitely be in the American Hockey Hall of Fame. So yeah, Good I think uh, I, I think he might not make the Hall of Fame just because he uh, he never won a Stanley Cup. And yeah, this seems kind of skewed in that way. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but that is how the voting goes. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. L.A. Um, they're kind of falling a little bit, I think. I think they have some good pieces coming up, but they have a lot of old guys that they got to get off the books. Well, they don't Colton really have old... had a great season, but like, he's coming to the end. Dowdy's coming to the end. Quick is getting phased out. But then they have so new, this new kid, uh, Cal Patterson, coming up. He looks good. Yeah, he's been he's been tormenting the Barracuda for a few years, so I'm happy um, to see him get out of there. And but, then also, um, yeah. And they have, they have oh, also Byfield. the HL announced the HL announced what they're doing for playoffs for at least the Pacific Division, so we can get into that a little bit as well. But yeah, sure. The uh, yeah, so LA, all right, Arizona. I don't know what Arizona is going to look like because they have no draft picks this year. They don't have a first rounder because of Cheka. 
they're they also have like a weirdly built team where they have good goaltending and I don't I just don't understand what they're doing if that makes sense because they don't have a super strong defense they don't have a super strong forward core they have Connor Garland they have the rookie whose name's escaping me right now they have Phil the Thrill they have they have some good players but they're yeah they're not good enough though right Arizona I think what Chaika tried to do is just he, he was really hard in the analytics. Like he's one of those, he tried to money ball the Coyotes for lack of better terms. Yeah, I can see and that. Money ball doesn't work either. But uh, I, I really like Jacob Chikrin. I think he's going to turn into something really, he already is really nice for them, but he's going to be their next. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, yeah. No, I, of course the four playoff teams, the Sharks. I want to talk about a little bit, of course, because the Sharks and they're my team. But they've been starting a whole bunch of young guys, and I like how they play. Uh, Barabanov is. I'm, I'm always afraid I'm not saying that name right, but I think that's who it is. The the guy they got in the trade from Toronto. I don't know what Toronto was doing because he has seven points in eight games for the Sharks. So he's been killing it for the Sharks. He's been playing with Kane and Hurdle, which, of course, helps things. But he's been having a great year. You know, I mean, he played 13 games for the Maple Leafs. He got one point. So I don't know exactly what was going on there. But he looks good. We've been playing Jeff VL has been getting some play up top. Sasha Shemalevsky has gotten a few. got a point last night on an assist that was accidentally shot it off a defenseman's foot and it got to a trailing player, but still counts. And – uh also starting Joseph Koshinash. So new goaltender in between the nets. Alexi Melnichuk got a start last night for San Jose. So I like that they're using all the youth. I like that they're seeing what they have down there. Um, that being said, I still think the Sharks are in kind of a crossroads where they're too good to blow it up, but not good enough to go after like a huge free agent. It's not one or two pieces they need. They need a few pieces. So I don't know exactly where they're going to go, but it's still um, – yeah. You know, could yeah. be in a worse spot. There are teams I would want to be less than San Jose, put it that way. Uh, Carlson's also scored goals in two games in a row, so that's nice, but still not worth oh, 11 million. Speaking about Eric Carlson, he made yeah. Phil Kessel look like an idiot last night. Oh my god, that was one of the nastiest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Yeah, did you see that, Paul? I must have missed that one. Well, I'll pull it up and show you on Twitter. Um, he yeah, absolutely was, dangled Phil Kessel. It was turned disgusting. Him around twice. It yeah. was like, loop, 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 yeah. gone. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit that people don't see, which I understand. But it's the kind of shit, it happens not like that. Not like that. But it happens pretty re- like frequently where he's just, he's just good. And yeah. it's the, he's the quintessential, just like when you have guys who are like, oh, he's good, but he's not good for a first overall pick. Eric Carlson's a good player. He's just not a good player at 11.5, which yeah. I think I think is the thing yeah. is that there are literally two players in the league with 11.5, both of them playing Canada, and I don't think anyone else really is. But yeah, here, Paul, let me pull this up for you. But, yeah, no, um, and also while we're kind of wrapping everything up, I also like to say, say thank you then to all of our listeners across the world. Um, our Canadians, obviously, thank you for making us ninth overall in Canada as far as sports news. Thank you to our Russians, or in Russian, as you say, Spazibo in Russian. So thank you. Um, 
And we, we'll watch the video here for Paul as he can watch videos. But you know, again, thanks to everybody. Thanks to uh, Halls Haven for supporting us on social media. And uh, again, please continue <laughs> to donate to them. It's, yeah. It's, They're crossing uh, nasty. But yeah, I'm still, I'm still sticking nice. with my picks. I think Tampa or Toronto is winning the cup. If Vegas wins the cup, I'll be very sad. Other than that, I'm happy with anyone winning the cup. Cool. Yeah. Everybody have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there. And uh, everybody remember, send Chad a hate mail because he's in Hawaii and making all of uh, us in Canada feel miserable. And remember, don't be a Tom Wilson. I'm kidding. Yep. Don't hate. Don't send hate <laughs> don't mail to Chad. Don't be a Tom Wilson. <laughs> yes. <laughs>